0: And welcome to another chilling episode of the Awesome Comics Podcast. It is the place where the small press scream into the night and make one hell of a big noise. My name is Baron Von Awesome. And tonight, divulging tales of dread and the ramblings of madmen are individuals guaranteed to give you sleepless nights. Your host, with the most and master of dark ceremonies, is responsible for tales such as Murder Road and the Red Mask from Mars. And his name is Vincent Hunt. What? Joining him <laughs> as always is the bloodthirsty art fiend behind the likes of Vanguard and Viper Crimson Dawn He is the aptly named Daniel Butcher. Hello And of course, screaming from me within a tomb of his own making Crafted from books old, new, and more than likely damned, is the creature known as Tony Esmond. You're right. And there you have it.
1: Well, hold on. Hold on, Baron. What? We've got guests as well.
0: Have we? Well, what do you need me for?
1: Actually, what do we <laughs> need him
0: for, lads? Do we, do I we think actually... we're done with the do Baron. We need...
1: Do we need the Baron this week? Tony, do we need him? I don't know, but I'm hard.
0: Uh, it's oh, he you're, him. you're what?
1: <laughs> Just, look, you've scared. You're scared oh, I have to go. I have to go.
2: Get off oh, by my hard on again. Well done. Well done, Tony.
1: <laughs> Welcome, so everyone, to the 2023 Awesome Coins Podcast Halloween special. Uh, it's it's been like family. a month long.
3: This, this yeah,
1: month. It it's felt yeah. like a month because we've made it last. Hmm. Insert joke here. Yes, that was a part. Like pun. me
2: thinking about Mother Teresa during coitus. <laughs> but, uh, without
3: much further ado, we introduce our, uh, our lovely guest? <laughs> we
1: shall. From <laughs> yes. the crypt itself, we have another guest. Uh, That's a rude word for Glasgow. Friend, go. friend hmm. of the show and the ghoulish writer and creator of the comic book Glass City. It's Dave Craner.
4: Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. How are we all? Hello, man. you right.
2: Good to have you on. Long time. Good.
1: But yeah. Thank you very much. We can only apologise for the Baron. He's uh, he's a terrifying. Gore, a bit rude. but you know.
4: Well, to be fair, most folk would get scared of me Tony's hard on. So you know. That's uh, true. That's true. I never thought Rising about that. Rising from yeah. the depths.
5: Yeah.
3: Rising from the fetid depths. <laughs> <laughs> doing, doing, doing the
1: goat. Jesus. <laughs> like the goat, like Black Philip. Oh, that's a scary beast. <laughs> Yes, we're going to be finishing off our Spooktacular, which I think is a... I always used to think was a cheesy word, but now I'm just leaning into it. Spooktacular is a great oh, word. It. We've uh, done loads of horror comics yeah, this month yes, already. Yeah. this month we have. I mean, we always like to just delve into horror occasionally, but we mm. just spent a mm. whole month of looking at different sides of horror comics, whether it be writing... Old and new. Old, old and yes. new, everything. It's, it's been good fun, but uh, this is the obviously the Halloween special, and... This week we're going to be looking at some like some big screen horrors whether it be monsters slashers anti-heroes maybe some horror, comedy horror all kinds of things that you see on the big screen but how do they translate to comics and sometimes you think when you read a comic of it like like that you just think yeah it's not that easy to make comics is it no. Do you know what I mean? Some people just can't seem to do the adaptions.
2: But we'll be mm. um talking about yeah. all that and more. Remember, that used to be massive, didn't it? Shit adaptions. Yeah. The yeah. world's changed a bit, didn't it? But it used to be terrible. It used yeah. to
3: be easy money. Just going yeah. out a shit adaption and people would buy it.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 But there's some things. You- I bought all those Lost in Space comics.
3: <laughs> they usually put a bit of effort in on the cover. See so that? Like, oh, look! No, this is a quality product.
5: Then
3: you
2: they open don't. it up. The, yeah. the oh, covers no, are always usually
1: where the money is, aren't they? Especially when you mm. when you're getting to the more independent publishers, who somehow have yeah. managed to get hold of a license. <laughs> but um, I was reading
2: Black Scorpion this week from. Who they? Yeah, do you remember that series? Yeah. That short no. series? Yeah. Fucking yeah. oh. oh, okay, hell. now.
1: That had a yeah. couple of movies as well. Isn't it? I think most of it's available yeah. on YouTube, isn't it? I think. Somewhere. I think
2: it is, mate. Yeah. 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 yeah it's who's start, much, who's but, in
3: yeah. Black Scorpion?
2: Sort of sexy Catwoman lady with a car, sort of. Is that around the same time as Mantis and all those sort of series? Sounds good, I've got to say. It's a bit like the porn (laughs) version. It's like a softcore porn version of Mantis, I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you can't find those comics, but you can find lots of other comics (laughs) available via our wonderful sponsor for the show, Comic House. Mm. Um, Sorry if we scared you guys at the beginning, uh, Pete, and the Comic House guys, but um, thank you anyway for supporting the show. And uh, if you go to the Comic House website, you can see loads of comics on there because they love indie comics as much as we do, and as much they're as not we... scared of them. They're not scared. Actually, I think we'll, we'll all be scared by the end of this show because we don't know how it's going to go. Um, I... <laughs> I'm scared already. <laughs> yeah, Dave, Dave, yeah. Dave, <laughs> Dave he's terrified. <laughs> Dave's, thinking, Dave's having second thoughts. He's already. like, "Why am I sitting at <laughs> the
2: back and going, am I on
4: the show? Or
3: yeah, I... yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's like, "Is there a key to this lock?" <laughs> um,
1: what are they doing?
2: He keeps thinking to himself. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah um well it's it may be a nightmare but for him but i tell you what if you want a dream load of comics i knew that's coming <laughs> comic house <laughs> um they have a section on their site that's full of like stuff that you need to check out as well as their own app it's like netflix comics So, only three pounds a month you get access to an, that enormous library which is growing all the time there's a 14 day free trial and uh dan what's on there at the moment
3: well i thought we'd give a shout out to Hellbound media who uh, have been hey. producing What Halo is Halloween without well. our friends at Hellbound, eh? Have I really?
2: Those oh, so, sick fuckers. <laughs>
3: <laughs> on the app, you can read uh, Mandy the Monster Hunter, which I know you've done some work for. Hey, yeah, yeah, great. And uh, one of our favorites,
2: Slaughterhouse Farm. Oh, yeah, we like that app, one. That's fucking mental. Which goes there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Hellbound are great because like they just tackle all different types of genre books and a bit like. Like I say, Slaughterhouse Farm, you have to go you have to go there, don't you, with a
2: name like that. Yes. If you if you yeah. like horror films that are like, Oh, don't make a sound or the ghosts will come or something like that, you won't like Help Our Media. No. no. If you like fucking Giallo, fucking Full Gore, yeah. you'll like Help our Hellra- Media. Hellra- yeah. Hellraiser, those kind of yeah. books yeah. like that.
4: Yeah. 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 The just sh- Shock horror. Really, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Have yeah. they ever yeah. been
1: like at the um Tony, I know you said about the the satanic market. Have they ever held back? I don't
2: think they have. No, they'd fit in quite well there. Yeah, yeah. Oh good, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they would.
1: Mm-hmm. Boys if you listen. I listening, might mention it to them yeah. when I see it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Hell yeah. saying. Anyway, uh <laughs> No, 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 I'm only joking. I only sold my soul to Comic House and for only three pounds a month you get access a... to this <laughs> For a small sort of sponsorship <laughs> fee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're yeah, yeah. Oh oh Dave, this goes up this the rest of this show is just
2: a sponsorship ad. That's man. that's the way it is. Still it goes but on forever. If you want to find a out... I feel
4: for you Ben. I really do. I feel for you like Thanks. Earlier on, before I we pressed
2: record, it. Dave went, is it always like this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what did I say? Uh, it was. No, it's, yes, it's worse. It it's worse. Um, yeah. But there's
1: a 14-day free trial, so go to comichouse.com to find out more today. And thank you to them, as always, for supporting mm. the show. Yeah. And thank you to you, Dave, for joining us this week. Yeah, cheers, Dave. No worries, my uh, pleasure. Yeah. Now you have been out and about on your travels. I mean, never, never mind those. You're, so... not,
2: you're in your summer house at the moment, though, Dave. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. You're in a summer house yeah on his yacht. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's,
4: it's just that's my my room at the back. What <laughs> okay. on his, a his yacht? Very, wow. <laughs> a very small conservatory.
1: <laughs> his yacht has a conservatory. Wow! They
3: push up north.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: So you've been to? Was it back issue Bonanza?
4: Back issue Bonanza um the Halloween spectac spook- spectacular. Oh, no, good. Uh, good. Um yeah, no, it was really, really good. So it was in uh, Renfield Street in Glasgow, um just a kind of big hall. Um it it, it was it's mostly back issues, to be honest. There's a lot a few hmm. indie people uh, indie tables there. Um but it's it's just comics, you know, there's nothing else going on. There's no Funko Pops, there's no Prints or anything like that. It's um it's all just um comics. So it's a, a great community. Um yeah. eleven AM till four PM. It was busy eh? the first three or four hours reasonably, not as busy as everyone would have liked it. And I'm not gonna kind of speak in a turn there, uh, John Farman, the the organizer, he said the same thing. Uh right. However right. busier this time around than it was the first one, which I think was in March if I remember. Okay. Yeah, sure. okay. So it's going in, in, in the right direction, yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just a nice, it's just a good, it's a good vibe, you know. Because yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's. Um, I mean, i have mean, more than doubled my table money, so I'm happy with oh, that. That's all right no, no, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I was speaking to Canon yesterday, and he was on his way home, and he was saying it sort of skews older. There's an older fly and
4: at it. Is that is that a right thing to say? I think. Would you agree with yeah, that? I would say so. I seen like a, a couple of. I seen maybe one child actually, and right. a kind of couple of thirteen year olds or whatever um it's mostly it's definitely kind of 25 30 and above kind of mm-hmm. idea yeah um, which, which is fine you know i mean i picked up some absolute bargains right i'll tell, I'll tell you what i got right yeah. i mean honestly i'm over the moon i mean i came back with a heavier bag than what i left
2: <laughs> with Just pretending to your missus it's lighter
4: exactly back in steaming drunk she's looking at me as i'm fumbling in with my, <laughs> in my bags and stuff <laughs> So I picked up issues one, two, and three of Nemesis Reloaded for a pound Ooh. fifty. Nice. That's, oh, that's all three that's, together, you mean? Yeah, yeah that's all fucking... three together for it's a pound H, fifty. That's a good value, man. Yeah, oh. yeah. And I got um, volumes one and two of Human Target.
2: Nice. Um, uh, which one, the Tom King one or the Pete uh, Milligan one? Peter Milligan. Oh man, that's good.
4: Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Uh, funny enough, yeah, I was have... talking to Johnny about that yesterday actually, as well. Milligan's I... a great writer, I think.
4: It was basically Johnny's, like, don't leave this table without buying that, Dave. All oh, right, and So okay. I picked up of the course. first one. He's like, get the second one as well. He's like, trust me, <laughs> you're going to thank me for it. Yeah. And so I had to get away from Johnny because otherwise he was just firing Big at me. stop. So I picked up Human Target, uh, volumes one and two, um, 100 Bullets, volume one. Oh, nice. And Heavy Liquid. Yep. I think hey, yeah. is that just one? It's just is that just a one-off?
2: Yeah, it's one. Um, if you listen to uh, the Never on Anything podcast, yeah. a couple of episodes ago, we did a me and um, Al did a special on it. Yeah, it's a beautiful book, man. Beautiful. I
4: think I listened to yeah. that because when I seen it, I was like, "Why did I know this?" Okay. Right?
2: Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
4: And so I think subconsciously it was obviously from from Never on Anything podcast. Yeah, Paul um,
2: Pope's and, a great talent. Yeah. Right, they, I'm not sure well, the story hangs together pretty, particularly well, but it's a great book to look right. at. Put it that way. Well, aye, well yeah. that's
4: the, the, the pages look fantastic. So I grabbed it. But I also think I grabbed it because of listening to your podcast. It was oh, cool. Stuck that's in great my brain. I'll send um, Paul
2: some uh, for, for some money.
4: Right, so, they, <laughs> so they cost £17 for all four.
2: Oh, that's a good, man. Isn't it? That's,
4: that's great. Can't yes. big, can it? Yeah. That's well, the good yeah, thing that's...
2: about marts. London marts the same. You, get, you can fill your fucking rucksack for a right. few quid. You know, we've all been there and done it. You know, it's mm. great for that. Mm.
4: Yeah, there definitely, there's definitely there should be more of that kind of thing. And I think, yeah. um, you know, as the back issue Bonanza goes on through the through the years or whatever, I think it'll get it'll, it'll pick up and more folks start going to. Yeah, yeah. Like I said it's yeah. more comics focused. Yeah, no cosplay, nothing like that. I Neither. think uh,
3: you said I've only been once to uh, the one up in London, and there was a chat there with a, like a small press store but there was no one was going to that. But
2: yeah, I think, I think that may be how crowd. they differ. Yeah, I think they they differ a bit. I think Backus Shubandar is kind of it's known for having small press people at, but the one mm. in London, they'll just like if it's not if it's not from before nineteen eighty two or something, they're not interested in London. Sometimes you know.
3: Yeah, kind of the crowd there, you could kind of tell that like you're not going to be. There's people who are collecting stuff, not yeah not interested in kind of new stuff per se. Yeah, it's yeah. a massive generalisation, but <laughs> well, yeah,
4: there, there was definitely a lot more guys um you know sifting through the the back issue boxes than mm. they were at uh, any indie, indie, any small press table. There was guys you know with their books out and stuff, you know, ticking things off and all yeah. that. Kind of thing. Good so boys. It's, like, it's, it's like, mostly oh, That's oh our
3: people. Oh boys in it. Fellas. Yeah. It,
4: like,
2: I, thanks Dan. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> well I'm I'm among that
2: fucking group. <laughs> You've been, um, it seems to me like Glasgow's quite the place for comics events at the moment, because didn't you go and see Grant Morrison recently as well, Dave?
4: Yeah, that I right? did actually. So myself and Brian Rankin, actually. Oh, nice. Um, Brian's good. Uh, uh, it was Grant Morrison in conversation with Frankie Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> was, okay, that was good. Uh, it was it was pretty mad. Um, Peter Watson and stuff, actually, it was Forbidden Planet, uh, they were hosting it, I think. Oh, yeah, nice! So Pete Watson was there. Um, John McShane as well turned up. So we yeah. all went for a few drinks afterwards. But he was Grant was was promoting his book Luda. Yeah, um, I got a copy of it. I've not actually read it yet, but I've got no idea what it was about because he mentioned it for like two sentences. I think you know thirty second mention, and then they just started talking about I don't know. Like, are we all? In a matrix style <laughs> world. Oh, good.
2: That's what you want out of Morrison, though isn't it? Yeah. Aye. you it. Know. It was it was aye, it was interesting. It was, really he good.
3: was nicking uh, Andrew Tate stick there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that'd be a that'd be a great talk between the two of them. I've got to tell you, as tough as he might be Andrew Tate, I don't think he'd stand up against Glaswegian fucking Morrison would he for long. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs>
4: No, so it was definitely it was a good chat. I was, I was, I would go again. Look at it that way. Yeah, yeah, it looked like a great event, man. I mean, hopefully that's the start of a few things up there. Yeah, yeah. fingers was crossed, great, man. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, there's was, a few things happening later on, but I'll, I'll shout them out in, in, the, in the shout out section. Thank oh, you, man.
1: Say cool, <laughs> you, he knows the show better than us.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a shame. <laughs> that's not that stuff like That's the, not that
3: hard. <laughs> the demon <laughs> con isn't still going down in Maystone and places like that in the southeast because you've got the highest density of in the fucking country and there's hardly any kind of comic festival shit going on well, like, what, yeah
5: what, what do you, we've got mcm today
3: i
1: mean mcm's obviously and obviously anyone listening to this who tabled at mcm right, um, yeah. we hope you had a great time and sold loads of comics because like the amount, totally. the amount of people there mm. i mean a couple the slackers
2: were there i think Dan, um, nick Bryan was there wasn't yeah, he i think yeah,
1: pl- yeah pl- plenty of friends yeah. of the show were sort of tabling as well so we hope hope you did really well um, but that's obviously that's a big multimedia sort of experience anyway in the yeah. UGM, isn't it but when it comes to like these um, certainly like, th- like the smaller events and you brought up an interesting point Dan that like sometimes I think when like a specific place should ha- I, I would have thought it should have more comic book mm. type events and it yeah. surprises yeah. me that they don't or and, and that goes for stores sometimes. Like you go to some you, you go to a little village somewhere in the middle of England, you don't expect it to have the com- uh, you know, a comic book store, for instance. Um sometimes they do. Big shout out to all you independent comic book store owners out there yeah. in the in the small places. The few that
2: are lasting. But yeah, yeah.
1: But like certainly in the in the bigger cities, there's the comics you know, there's the comic shops that are obviously doing really well and fighting the good fight, but then there's other places where there's just no there's no presence, is there? Which is which is sad. Obviously it's it's a hard market. Yeah. Um I know I mean the
2: London the London scene has shrunk so badly. That's, that's one fun. of the things that surprises
1: yeah. it. it it really does surprise me. Zach. It's quite it's it's sad, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
4: it's I part
3: think... of the a... Go on, Dave. So no, I, I think it's part of a bigger thing, isn't it? That whole where well, there's less shops and stuff, but uh, yeah, I won't go into that here. Mm. Yeah, I, mean, we've lost, take
2: it. I mean we lost Comic Showcase a while ago, but we lost Comic Car and we've lost um uh, Orbital and now it's kind of gosh and a small to a smaller portion of the Forbidden Planet, which is shrunk even its new issue section again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we got Mega City, which is a bit far a bit further out in Camden. Um
1: does this create a yeah.
2: does this create a problem for those sorry
1: to interrupt Tony, but does this create a problem no, yeah. for those um for those stores you know that were probably, you know, in the top ten and now they're top five, probably top three. So they they are becoming a go to place for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's one comic shop in central London now. I mean, Forbidden Planet sells comics, but I wouldn't describe it as a comic shop. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, um, the the thing is with Gosh is it's niche stroke clique. Honestly, yeah, mm. um, I don't know whether they're they're quite as invested in the you know American comics as they are in maybe Indian small press. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't it doesn't always have that draw. I mean, um, I mean,
1: if that's the flavour of of your store anyway, it's like an independent uh, record store, isn't it? Really? Do you know what I mean it, it, it's the same thing? Yeah, if that's if that's what you've yeah, always if that's, what you've always, if that's yeah. what you've always been, when uh, the culture changes, well, should you need to yeah. change that? I mean, I don't know. I don't have I don't have a big history. Yeah, with, with I don't shows. know
2: whether they've always been that. Certainly, yeah. when they were at the old venue, is front and center American comics when you yeah. walked in. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't
3: know. they were wearing the heart and the sleeve in as much. that You go into gosh, and on the left hand side, it's small press. That's it's like, the that's, first thing you see that's massive, all the premium fucking yeah. sales estate right there as soon as you go in the shop and it's small press so yeah i i of, don't and,
2: I don't think they're wise doing that
3: it, yeah, it depends what they're kind of if they're saying like we're all about small press and independent creators i mean i mean i i, right I there, love but. i
1: love that I love that aspect of it, I'm gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate here in a way because you know I love that there's a spotlight on like the Indian and small press. But I can see the problems of hook the big fish in with something that they know. Yeah. And then set yeah. then then oh while I'm in here, oh look at that, that's quite cool.
2: But it's more it's more small press than indie when you walk in. It's more DIY than indie, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um it's not yeah. even it's not even Avery Hill and stuff. It's very, very it's me. It's the comics I make. So yeah. I'm I'm sort of arguing against myself here. But if it was me as soon as Monica, for example, from Clouds came out, I'd, I'd put that straight in your eye line when you walk in. Yeah, And when there's, um, you know, Spider-Verse movie out, straight in your eye line as you walk in. I would if, do that. And the manga. Looking
3: yeah. at it as a business, which obviously you, sh- you should be doing, I'd be having like the heavy hitter stuff, like say the topical stuff straight in that. As soon as you walk in front door, bang, you got it. Then he can get passing trade. <laughs> the downside of that, if you moved all that kind of independent small press stuff they got on the left hand side, they're downstairs. Would people go down and look at it? No,
2: you need to do it still near upstairs, I think, because it fits <laughs> yeah. in with the vibe of the upstairs. Mm. Downstairs is just is, is Marvel and DC and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it, one window has, has been this kids book from—it's not even a comic; it's a kids book from Tom Gould—that has been the left-hand window now for about three years.
1: Fucking wow.
2: hell. so, I, yeah. Ah.
1: Oh.
2: I don't know why that is. I guess they're because they overbought it, but I don't know. Mm. But um, so what about where's your, where were you saying earlier? Was this, was it called uh, City Centre Comics? Is that the one you go to? Yeah. Dave? yeah.
5: So City,
4: city Centre Comics is, is um, it's actually in the West End of Glasgow, which is out of the city centre. But... <laughs> yeah, I
2: popped in for the first time when I was up seeing you guys a few months yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good shop.
4: I, I like I like Chris. He's a good guy. But to go back on the see the, all the big shows like MCM and mm, yeah. up here it's Acme and stuff. Yeah. I don't think because they're not first of all they're not comic shows. We no, yeah. all agree yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, they are, they are like multimedia TV movie mm, shows. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think because they are like that, I don't. I think that hinders comic book shops. Yeah. You know, yeah. because people all the young ones are going to these big shows, a comic con. And it's you know they're seeing you know movies and TVs and stuff and all maybe in TV shows and stuff and so they don't really understand that it's supposed to be a comic book show and yeah. so when they go past a comic book shop if it's not got all that kind of TV and toys and stuff in the windows they're like well I'm not I'm not going in there you mm, know? Yeah. So, yeah so we are talking about Gosh there I'm kind of I, I kind of like what Gosh are, are, are doing it's, but it but sounds so I've never been to Gosh but no. if they're if they're aiming for small press in indie. Then I think that they're going about the right way. It's like if you've got a, a pub and you display I don't know, tenants lager at the front, you're going to attract a certain clientele. But if you yeah. promote like yeah. a a, a posh beer or whatever, or it's, it's yeah. a wine yeah. and whiskey bar or whatever, <clears throat> you're going to attract another type of clientele. <clears throat> you know. Yeah. yeah. So that's the kind of, that's what you kind of have. To yeah. Totally understand.
2: Yeah.
5: It sounds,
4: yeah. Yeah, it sounds like Gosh, you're going down the kind of indie indie <clears throat> route, which is great
2: yeah i know what you mean i just kind of think from a i completely get dave you know and i I, from a personal sort of selfish point of view i kind of agree with you because you know as soon as people walk in they'll see a comic that me and found piece made you know which is nice i just think it tends to be the same comics on that shelf for long periods of time um and you can mix it up a bit with some like some Fantagraphics books or something like that mega mog or something like that as well you know which are bigger sellers
3: I'll pitch yeah. it in. Remember I sent him yeah. Viper and uh, the two Vipers and yeah. they said it's gonna go downstairs with the the American stuff because the, the the quality of what it's made. Like that's the way it's presenting. But like it's small press and indie.
2: Yeah. Like that's a judgment I judgment really on appreciate, content, isn't it? I really yeah.
3: appreciate you taking the time and putting the putting get it in the shop and buying it and stuff. But it's like that should be shoulder to shoulder with the small press and indie stuff in my regard. But totally. Yes, yeah, yeah that is what it
1: that's, is. That brings up a very interesting maybe it shouldn't be described uh,
2: as small press in uh, indie. Yeah, it's, it's a... well,
3: I guess it's an independent comic. I mean, uh...
2: yeah, well, I, I agree with you, but in a short, yeah. I'm saying their oh, section yeah. shouldn't be called that, you know. No, I don't know yeah. what
3: you'd call it. Yeah,
1: well, uh...
2: twee shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tony Esmond's uh, uh, opinions <laughs> are, of course, his and his alone.
2: And the awesome comments <laughs> yeah, do right.
3: I, I would love a shop that had a section all about that kind of one level above the punched out in a photoc- photocopier book. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and this whole rack of them, and there's like there oh, are okay.
2: zine libraries about. I think there's one in Glasgow, isn't it? I think Glasgow's got a zine library now. Yeah, it does yeah.
4: actually. I keep meaning to pop along to see that, but um, I'm always working when it's on, or I'll get the kids. Um, I yeah, I follow their page. They're, they're always posting stuff. You know, who oh. goes to that quite a lot? Actually, um, you've mentioned one you before, uh, uh, David David Dunlop. Is it David oh Dunlop? yeah, yeah, yeah. He does yeah. that sort of yeah. stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He goes to that quite a lot. What, oh, cool.
1: This sort of brings up a, a very interesting point, and this is not based on any any store any individual. But like I don't know about you, but when I make comics or, you know, whenever like back in the day or when we were kids when we wanted to make comics or whatever, we wanted them to be prof- professional looking. We wanted them to be, you know, this has got to look legit. In a strange yeah. kind of thing the way even though you're creating a real product, you you are still when I grow up, I want to be mindset. There is that sort of like, oh, this should be able to sit next to like <laughs> the real comics. I say that, in, yeah. you know, this should be able to sit next to the real comics because without sort of thinking that your comic is real anyway. And then in some ways, you you do that, you achieve that. You have this, you know, professional look. You've put the hard work in and there's the professional look and the professional finish. And Dan, obviously, with all the work you go to, all all your colours and your effects and the lettering and everything, you know, you've got that. And then is is someone going to say, that looks too good to be put with the other books? Not not only are they saying, it's almost. I don't think
2: they said good, though. No, 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 no. no, no, I know, I know, I understand that. I get where you're coming from. There may
1: may be that kind of mindset to other people. But, like, is it saying i don't know what it's saying do you know mean? it's that kind of like
3: what i'm presenting sits better sits easier with these the titles down i think the yeah. subject
2: matter instead. maybe
3: yeah 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 maybe. i mean it's fair enough if you they'd have read put...
2: it they'd have understand it's 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 a fucking satire yeah,
3: yeah. they can put it wherever they yeah. want it's just kind of like
2: yeah uh <laughs>
3: those kind of <laughs> the, the guys at the top you compete with each other you're kind of all small press indie guys yeah I'm fucking competing with what we national was going down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that
5: is true,
2: man. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I we had yeah.
3: brand recognition for like, it did, it did look years.
2: cracking on the shelf though. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. it great yeah, yeah, on the shelf. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, maybe they are right. I mean, maybe, um, maybe. Are we getting, right are we getting fits.
1: too good? Are we getting too good
2: for our own good? <laughs> is that, an, <laughs> no, to be fair, is, like, is that another conversation to have? Is
1: that,
2: I mean, it's a bit, it's a better design comic than a lot of fucking, big comic oh, companies. Oh I'll tell yeah, you now. yeah, yeah. I don't want to think, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but
3: like I I don't know what you guys I've just been doing the same process since I was a teenager for making comics. It's just I've got better and more kind of professional at it. you got a strong follow-up. Like okay, you yes. said, Vince, like you saying like i want to make a comic we can sit alongside this lot. Yeah.
2: And that's for me the And your your comic is sitting alongside the people you dream of it sitting alongside, Eric Larson, Ryan Hartley, you know, Tom McFarlane, Spawn Comics, you know, Spider-Man It's sitting on that shelf, which is a dream for you. I would say that's where you want it to be. If it was sat next to someone talking about how sad they are again, then you don't want it to be there. We're we're all indie bands, aren't we?
1: We're all indie bands. And if our our CD goes into the store and sits next to, like, one of your favourite bands, it's just amazing, isn't it? Definitely in Celeste. Oh, yeah.
3: Gosh's defense—they'd probably put it downstairs for the other side because that's more likely the person that would buy yeah, that. Yeah, people pick it up, and look and it, and it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As opposed yeah. to put it upstairs with a crowd that like might not
2: look at it. Well, well let's, Why let's... this
3: one got tits on the cover. I
2: don't. <laughs> only yeah. Let, Let's put this back to you, Dave. So, Glass City is um, essentially a thriller, isn't it? I would say. Where mm. would you want that? Where would you want that to sit on a shelf? Have you ever thought that through? Where in a shop, you know, it should sit.
4: I'm just happy for it to sit in any shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah any no, get out man. Yeah, that's it's point like, yeah, you yeah. take it. Oh, great, thanks. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I've never really thought of it to be honest. I don't, I don't really know. It's, um, it's an
1: interesting just... question, though, isn't it? Where do we want our, yeah, yeah. our books to be placed? Where are we comfortable yeah. with being in place? Um, hopefully not um, in a charity shop. When you, um...
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, we did. Uh, we did recently find some uh, comics of mine and 4 pieces in uh, the book exchange. Does that
4: mean you've made it? <laughs>
2: I don't know. Well someone's given it to eBay. them? Sold it to them, is it? Yeah, am mine, yeah, yeah.
4: I I yeah. I am okay with that. I was quite happy thinking at a Bargan Oh, fantastic look at this. I have noticed that at the London of Yeah, the London
2: Mart, like there's, yeah, there's, the there's a lot of um books that we've talked about maybe in the first four years of this show yeah. are now in the back issue bins. Yeah. I mean at, know, like at the, the end of the day
1: you just got to look at it like this. Originally someone paid for. Uh, pay for that pay I mean, I'm glad price. it's, uh, done, it's done circulating that, it?
2: yeah exactly mm. it's, it's a dream exactly. of dream of mine and foul that in you know in 20 years time someone finds atomic Hercules 2 in a bag issue bin and thinks oh what's this It's is fucking nuts yeah, yeah. And tries to yeah. dig out
3: the rest of what's tribute about yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah. we like that idea yeah I'm, I'm fine with that comics shouldn't I'm says a man who's like an absolute yeah. fucking Horder. medically diagnosed hoarder of some <laughs> form or other. but I kind of like that comics move between friends and hands and yeah. you know we share images and you know and we mm. do it don't we we talk about I mean, it it could be know.
3: worse they could fucking throw the thing away i'd rather they yeah. sort of pass it on and yeah, I don't yeah. Want I mean, to i've done it. that
2: I've between between the three of us they, i occasionally do an unboxing video and then a binning video um mm. but yeah that recycling. does happen occasionally recycling, recycling. sorry recycling. Yeah. yeah i'm always green
4: Yeah, <laughs> like the hulk <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: there's a lot more
3: to
4: that topic but, uh, yeah, but that's interesting. It sounds like an interesting conversation.
2: Yeah, right? I to... but even even from a sort of bookshop point of view, your book is a thriller. Where would you put it, Dave? Sci-fi thriller? Where would you want it to be? What?
4: I think about it this was... quite a lot, actually. So yeah, I mean, it, it starts off as quite kind of noir detective mm. uh, sci-fi, and then it's kind of ending in kind of horror. To be honest, yeah, yes. I think is kind of the way it goes the last book which is hopefully going to be released next year is um it's kind of delving into the kind of horror aspects of it but then it goes sci-fi again i mean there's there's you know there's demons and devils and stuff like that you know so it's a bit yeah it's a bit mythological i mean horror.
2: we've often talked about this horror is something that can creep into anything can't it yeah you know batman's batman on occasion is a horror comic even superman has been you know Um, i think
4: anything that's gruesome and dark is really kind of that's what i would class as horror yeah Hmm. yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 like Croydon. Yeah,
3: that's so another thing with horror; it brings stakes into it. As in, when yeah. horror is brought into the table, it's like there can be loss here when there's yeah. Yeah. the horror aspect is introduced yeah. because that's part of the the genre. And, yeah, and that's something that
2: often is. is sorely missing from comics. Is you know the jeopardy, isn't it? Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. That's the a much better word. T and that oh,
1: that that's, <laughs> that's certainly um, something you can explore more with with indie comics, and because certainly like. The IP rather than the characters now, because that's what they are now. They are, they, yes, they, it's, they,
2: occasionally they do it. So I was listening to EOC were talking about um, Walking Dead this week, and they were saying everyone fucking dies in it. But where yeah. would you do that elsewhere? Where could you do that in a superhero comic and keep going for another 100 yeah, issues? Yeah. Mm. You know, it's a good one for that horror, isn't
1: yeah, it? Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's, it, you can... it's real life stakes, you know.
2: I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about, but
3: big game. Fuck me yeah that's loads of people so get it. fucking let, taken let, let's now.
1: wait till it finishes Dan
4: yeah. yes we got, not two not read issue. I've not read issue 4 yet so just just be careful the, the, yeah, no, the, no, 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 okay. there's going to be no spoilers we, uh, it's a ban on it till yeah. the, the last
3: <sighs> issue and then we're going to kind of crack it open yeah. I mean, though, I would, I, mean,
4: I know you don't want really to talk about it too much, but every single issue has just been phenomenal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah. you know, I don't want to see anything else because I'm going to ruin it. Exactly. If That was
3: like the big DC or Marvel event stuff. Like, yeah. man, these six issues and like the whole fucking status quo changed, and then yeah. you go back from it. there, I, I would like. Oh, oh man. mate, talk of big <laughs> events.
2: I wrote an email to Gosh this week saying, "Please don't give me any, any more of that night terror shite." Really? That <laughs> and <laughs> uh, they wrote. They, they wrote back saying, yeah, I don't really know what that was about. I think it's because DC were moving house. <laughs> what a
1: horror show. Know. And speaking of yeah. horror...
3: one um, Many different types of horror there.
1: Yeah, many different types of horror, of which... Um, I mean, we're gonna, Shit comics. <laughs> corporate comics. Well, and certainly, <laughs> we may be talking about some uh, comics that aren't necessarily the greatest, or maybe they are. Maybe there's some mm. like, diamonds in the rough. But this week... For the Halloween special, we're looking at horror travelling from the silver screen to the comic page. In its own kind of... Maybe feature, back again. And maybe back again And yeah. Because yeah. the connection between uh, movies and media and comics is a permanent link. That once made was, could never be unmade. Um, adaptions going in both directions. And uh, horror is, of course, no stranger to that. We all love watching a scary movie and Halloween is the season for that. But how do movie monsters translate to the comic page? And uh, vice versa, horror characters and those sort of vibes and the, sort of the atmosphere that they're going for. Can comic teams capture the same magic that the movie makers do? Which is also a, a, a topic by itself anyway. Because they're very different mediums. But I've been, throughout my history as a comic reader and a creator all through the years whether it i was buy i was buying a title and there was an advert in the back of the back of one of the issues or i just see some weird random reanimated comic for 50p at a comic mart or something like that i've always been aware of the weird wonderful world of sort of horror tie-ins you can't call them adaptions because it's not an adaption of an existing uh story usually we're talking about like what what fresh meat, which is a horrific term, yeah. can comics bring to this sort of topic and genre? And we've each uh, sort of we we we've got different sort of characters and comics to look into. Uh, me and Dan, we went for some slashes, didn't we? Dan, we did. Yeah, we did indeed. Some heavy hitters from Hollywood. And, uh, I mean, they're all... I think we've all gone for American... We're all looking at American characters, aren't we? That's what we're doing with this. Um, yeah, mine
2: is. Yeah.
1: But to start us all off, before we get into, like, the characters themselves and the, the exploration of, of this, those sort of... What will we call them? Tie-in series, comics? Is that the best way yeah, to... Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. 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 In your honest opinion... That's what they used to be called, Yeah. In In your honest opinion... Are they any good?
2: They're of um, varying quality. <laughs> they used to be fucking a catchphrase for just being shite. I remember buying <laughs> the whole run of Lost in Space and Quantum Leap comics, and they were just fucking terrible, I'll be honest with you, right, but oh, I bought them because of was an idea. But uh, yeah, they come and go down there. There's a few good good examples of it, and a few bad examples, but I think generally they were seen as like a quick, rushed off kind of thing, weren't they? But then again, you do get things like the aliens, the alien um, adaption and um, Sinkevich's June and stuff like that—you do—you do get good, good examples of it. But I think often yeah. it was considered—is mm, it? I mean, the, the RoboCop series had its charm, but no one would ever say it's high comics, would they? No, no. no. Yeah.
1: And Aliens it's... is a good example of this, isn't it? Because it's, it's taking a sort of horror um, franchise and a horror, horror sort of idea. But the point is, usually with the creative teams to create something new isn't it your original your original story for these things i mean i i would have thought if you're not going to do bring something new to the table then why do it does that make sense
2: yeah yeah i think i think a lot of it comes back from the days before we had um even before we had vhs tapes available easily to mm. see stuff is like for example the first time i saw blade runner was the comic mm. um, right. Yeah, You know, the first, like, it was a bit like the novels. First time I knew anything about Return of the Jedi, I read the novel. You know, it's a bit like that. We would sort of crave it. Same as the Superman movies and yeah, the Star Trek movies and stuff. Way of getting
3: know. more of it, weren't it? Because that's the only way you could do it. Yeah. You, might have... you maybe saw once, wait for fucking years for it to come out in VHS. Yeah,
2: by that time, just you could only for me on telly, mate. Yeah, for yeah. me, it was waiting for it to come out on telly. And a lot of times, the um, because there, was, there used to be a significant delay between coming out in the States and coming out in the UK, it's to the cinema even. Mm-hmm. You sometimes saw the comic before you saw the movie. Um, yeah. Which is quite quite a thing, and so yeah, sort of replaced it. I have mem- I have memories of Superman three, for example, that come from the comic and not from the movie. Right, um, okay, which is a bit strange, I know. Yeah, yeah. But what do you think, Dave?
4: So, so hold on, are you? There you, was Blade Runner a comic before it was a movie.
2: No, but it was an adaption before I saw the
4: movie. Does that make right, sense? So, yeah, does that mean it's like um, so it's kind of like you know panel for panel, if you like. Um, I don't think it.
2: I don't think they even could do that. I know, for example, when a lot of these people, I think, is it Chaykin who says this? He just sort of saw Star Wars or had a load of reference photographs or something and they managed to do a comic over it. So there wasn't, I think when they did the alien adaption, they flew them over, they saw the movie and then they flew them back to the States and they started on the comic. I think it was a bit like that. Really? Um,
3: that comic's a banger.
2: That's an amazing comic. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, Walt Tomlinson yeah, that, that really...
3: alien's a fucking chunk in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in, in the film, he's like a live kind of insectoid creature, and that is like a fucking unit.
2: Because there's the big, there's the big conspiracy theory around that, isn't there? Where there's the there's a scene in it that the the makers of the movie said never existed, and saying no, there's no extra cut that includes this scene. What but was it's the scene in the scene Is it the box alien? Is it called the box? Alien? Oh yeah, he think, folds yeah.
3: out from being a box, and yeah, yeah, yes.
4: Uh, yeah. I yeah, actually.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. quite an Dave, um, Dave Kennedy came on NIA. Was yeah, there, about I remember. It, yeah. yeah, he's a massive fan. Mm. There's yeah. a
3: couple of scenes that I've been watching. We watched Alien, and Alien during the week and watching some of the kind of the breakdown stuff. There's a channel channel on YouTube called Alien Theory. You know, you get right. almost like, well, I'm gonna say the wrong word there. Uh, a kind of a real <laughs> deep dive on a subject and like looking up all these kind of deleted scenes from Alien, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. I can see that being in there, but they chopped it out for whatever reason so mm. that kind of idea of that box one being in there can be seen, seems completely viable
2: yeah but, yeah uh, big shout out by the way before we begin to um before we go on before, to Eamon at mega city book club because he did a um a episode came out yesterday about robocop but comparing it to dread which is obviously that theory isn't it they nicked it off mm-hmm. dread yeah
3: mm-hmm. well there's a statue of uh, judge dread when they were making the film that they made
2: yeah, originally had that yeah. the the Robocop had that cross bit over the nose, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, So yeah. like we'll just
3: make it like this. That's
1: Judge Dredd. Yeah, it's just Judge Dredd. <laughs> just completely Judge Dredd. <laughs> um so obviously we've got the adaptions, but if you're given like a f a franchise to work from uh I hate using terms like franchise, etc., but um and publishers usually I'm I'm guessing the publishers, Oh, we've we've got the rights, we've we've purchased the rights for this. We're gonna create a six issue comic series of it. Um, and then they hire you to write it. What do you think? What what, what do you? How would you go about that? Because that's pretty that's pretty tricky subject matter to have, isn't it? If you're given the reins of something that isn't necessarily a comic, and you have, I mean, it's but, a poison chalice, isn't it? Yeah, at
2: the you know it really it's, is. I think especially when in the stuff that has got very polarized fandom, like Star Wars or Doctor Who or Star Trek or something, you do a comic and you know, get you it right, you're going to get dunked
3: did, yeah. immediately, aren't you? Uh, I guess back in there is more one or two things like, in, "Oh, we've got this license, and it's a fucking license for us to print money." But, but at the same punch time, out any old shit.
1: The horror almost sits. In, a lot of these horror franchises and these horror characters, they sit in that pocket where I, I think, in maybe in a lot of ways, they're safer than doing these bigger, you know, yeah. Star Wars, anything like that. Yeah. Someone asks you to do a, you know, uh, a Michael Myers comic. It's not going to get the same. Eyes, yeah. attention, as right. everything else, because horror has that sort of uh, view on it anyway, don't they? That sort of like, oh, well, it's just that.
3: Well, they they change every iteration as well, mm. because like you might get rules and law set in one film, and you get to the next film in the series because they're not there's no planning in between. It just this film done really well, so we're going to do another one. They change it up again, so it's kind of yeah. if it's slightly different in the comic. I think people were a lot more kind of willing to accept that and just mm. okay, this is what it is. Yeah. I think
2: with the growth of indie publishing and when i mean that i mean like not marvel dc or image i think especially from the 80s onwards it was an opportunity to cheaply make um ip comics you know franchise comics mm. wasn't it and yeah. we saw it happen all over that that world of comics yeah of i was course. i was looking at caliber presses moon trap the other day you know they'd almost make an adaption of anything yeah then
3: i remember is it first comics did like a terminator and i bought a couple of issues okay. and i was like this is fucking dreadful. Nothing like the film. <laughs> That—that's the yeah. thing. Is
1: you went in wanting something like the film. That's the problem as well, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because that's it, isn't it? we want—I mean, we're the eternal hypocrites. We want something fresh, but give us the flavour that we like. It's—I mm. dip- guess
3: that's where you go to a sequel to a film, though. Like you know what it's, you kind of know what it's going to be. You just want the same kind of hit once again. But, B- but bigger bigger and better. You just
2: want it bigger, bigger or better. Yeah. Is, it, is it less about the name creators? Because people will buy comics based on the creators, but I, I guess they're less likely to do it sales wise on an IP comics, more likely to be fans of the IP than the, the franchise wow. than the creators. Nice. Well
3: depends, doesn't it? It depends. That Hawk the Slayer comic. I would have no interest in that. But when it's like Warren Ellis doing a Hawk the Slayer comics so, like, okay, Garthinus. No, Garthinus. 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 I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, hmm. you know what I mean. Because otherwise, well, that's going to be a lot of tapped generally.
2: Yeah. Which is interesting, well, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Let's put this to Dave. Dave, would you buy a comic based on the fact that it was from a franchise, a movie, TV franchise you liked? Would that be a draw to you buying that comic, or would it be temper dependent on who the creators were?
4: You know, I'll see. See, to be honest, I always think that I don't think it would, it would be the creator over the over the yeah. franchise. Right. I think, Um yeah. but, however. Is that because I'm, you know, the age I am, would a kid go towards the franchise over the creator? He probably, they probably would. Mm. So, yeah. I just always, I, I think I'd just be disappointed, really. Mm. You know, because if mm. I if I enjoyed a film, for example, you know, whatever film I was, Terminator, for example, and then, like exactly like you said, when you go to read the comic, you kind of want the same as what the film is. Yeah. And you never, the, the chances are, they're not going to, you know, be able to achieve that, or they're not going to write it as, as, as well, or you know. It, I don't know. The other thing is, and you touched on this in the Slack the other day. If you're doing a Terminator comic, right, and if you've got the image in the comic as Arnold Schwarzenegger, that yeah, kind of puts yeah. me off straight away.
2: Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, when do you think? Do you think sort of wheeling it slightly back? Do you think that that comics were historically franchise comics were made with less craft because they knew people would buy a Star Wars comic because the Star Wars comic. Has just come out, so they weren't quite as fussed as I making think, it. You know, the yeah. next Dark Knight or something.
4: Yeah, I think so. I think I think what they do is they go. This is a quick buck here. We can, mm. you know, yeah. we, uh, we can we can sell this to you know whoever they'll see the comic. They'll see the the Star Wars whatever it is in the shop when the shop window and they will like, I want to buy that comic. They're, and so yeah. they don't really need to make it as good.
1: Yeah, they're created for a fandom, aren't they? I mean, like certainly mm. if you look at. Um, someone, someone who's a massive fan of Chucky, for instance, just take someone like Chucky, you know. So, Ooh. oh, I've got one of those people that's like, I've got a room dedicated to Chucky. I've got all of the VHSs. <laughs> I've got all of the Blu-rays. I've got the. Chucky. Do not go out on a date. I've that, got, man. I've got the Chucky. Like yeah, I've got the Chucky doll. Um, I'm wanted in uh, 48 of uh, states, and uh, <laughs> but that person will always... Chucky pornography. But when they're, but you know, when someone's looking through the, they will always have a collection of comics, probably board, yeah. boarded and backed. You know, they've probably bought them, read them, immediately just put them in a collection. Yeah,
2: if read them sometimes, exactly. I'm going to hazard uh, yeah. a guess. Yeah. 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 So these yeah. are comics yeah.
1: made truly for a collector's market, especially like, because, and I think in some ways, that's that's surely ha- the only way how some of these absolute tiny publishers who you've never heard of, like, I I, I don't know, like Rainbow Gargoyle or, or something like that, all of a sudden they're like, w- why is there a Bride of Reanimated comic? coming out i've never heard yeah. i've never heard of these people <laughs>
2: yeah. we've got the cannibal holocaust license now we're making comics yeah. you know, yeah. 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 but you,
1: you make that because you know someone's going to pick that up isn't it
5: it's...
2: yeah yeah but yeah and kind of hit gold, and sell didn't... it at horror festivals yeah. and sell it next to the you know uh, vinegar fucking shelves in a video yeah. you know dvd <laughs> shop and stuff like that, if, you know, yeah.
3: if someone picks it up who's kind of a fan of the the franchise of the, the films whatever and a decent writer, sometimes they can come up with stuff which is like, man, this is pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, almost yeah. As strange they as it, have done. Yeah, yeah, and
1: it is like, wow. It, I mean, it's, it's terrible that we have to say this sometimes in comics when we're like, you know what, this is actually quite good. There's <laughs> some that have <laughs>
2: turned the tide, haven't they? Yeah. And then there's the easy go-tos. We can talk about the Peter David Star Trek. We can talk mm. about the Aliens versus Predator comics. Yeah. There's a few that have you gone, I mean, this is quite good. Yeah. They've they know their sub. the Babylon 5 comic I really liked. They know the subject matter. They're they're entrenched in the lore of it. They're yeah. a, plus they're a good writer and a good artist. I think yeah. and that's what you need. But I think know.
1: I think also even if you've got that it's a tricky thing to do with especially with a lot of horror franchises where it's so much based around how you feel when you watch these movies and you know with... Yeah, a horror
2: movie works differently than yeah. a lot of these things, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah. the the shock sometimes element the lore a horror is film. very yeah. basic,
1: isn't it? You know uh, the, the law. I mean, one of the titles, but I'm, you know, the character I looked at is a yeah, almost like, the complete. Sort we of. could, should
2: we segue into that now? Yeah, yeah. If okay. you like, then should we? Have a, let's have a t- talk about um, likeness because I think that's. Okay. that's I know you're going to yeah. move into that in a second, day, won't you? Maybe afterwards, or as, as we t- we can touch on likeness as we talk about mm. it. I reckon. Can't yeah, Because we yeah, oh, we've yeah, got yeah. yeah,
3: your characters are. We we, we
1: got yeah, some examples. Yeah, mine's but, full of it. But yeah. this isn't this isn't a huge sort of you know surgery looking at you know tearing apart the characters stuff we just we just got a couple and we, they're talking points so keep as always if you've got like characters that you've seen comics of that you love please keep the conversation going in the slack or let us know on social media etc just as always the comics conversation should never stop because that's how you keep comics alive um yeah. but Dan and me went for two sort of franchise players Dan I know you were looking forward to getting stuck into this. Do you, do you, want, do you want to go first?
3: Yeah, I went for uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Freddy Krueger. Who's <laughs> that? Innovation done that? They've done. There's three titles that I read. I read the first issue of each three comics. I read one from Innovation, one from Marvel, and one from Wildstorm. Which one okay. do you think was the hardest hitting and the best? So, best what, what
1: were the three titles? What? Sorry. Yeah, sorry? from
3: uh, from Innovation. Hmm. that's like a small little uh, publisher. Wildstorm. Yeah. Or from Marvel.
2: Well, I, I would break it down like this. Innovation, likely to be quite amateur. Marvel, likely to be so, quite soft on horror. Yeah. And I would
4: say Wildstorm was the one that went for it. That's my uh, guess. Yeah,
1: I'm going to say Wildstorm.
4: Dave? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say the same. I think Marvel will be uh, two team um, yeah. I don't know whether they're published, to be fair, but yeah, I agree with what the lads are saying there.
3: Well, the Marvel one was by far and away the best one. Oh, right. The harshest one. Oh, wow.
4: Really? There's...
3: For those who kind of don't know the, the, the Freddy Krueger thing, it's a massive icon on the 80s. I've seen most of the, the people listening will know of that yeah. character. Basically Simon Russell kind of...
2: dresses up like him regularly. Either that or Dennis <laughs> the The jumper, likes. yeah. <laughs> like a,
3: a child killer stroke child molester who kind of got, got <laughs> Not found. you, Simon, Fre- Fre- not Fre- you Simon Freddy Krueger, not
4: <laughs> Freddy <Kruger. laughs> Dennis the what
3: the Who yeah. <laughs> uh, escapes justice and the parents find him, burn him, kill him. And he kind of comes back as like some kind of wraith that can haunt and kill their children in their dreams. So there's a lot of fucking layers like psychology wise because you've got like a child predator, child killer and someone who's kind of getting people where they're, they, they've they they got no defences and everyone's got to sleep and everyone will dream. And the parents, the, the sort of kids are paying for the crimes of their parents. So there's kind of a lot, lot to unpack in there. In the Marvel comic, it kind of dives straight into it. all three. Kind of do very similar kind of things of like there's a new character turning up to Springwood. Uh, why you would ever go there? Because the body count is absolutely through the roof and people dying mysteriously. And uh, it starts off with these nightmare sequences that are pretty fucking graphic, like people getting cut open. There's one bit where there's a girl's died and they've got her on the autopsy table, and then her chest that starts peeling open from within, like she's been peeled like from invisible hands and the people doing the autopsy are like, what the fuck is this? And it rolls on and they start talking about uh, the origin of like Freddy Krueger and how how he came to be. And it's touched on in the films. And in this, he's called like the son of a hundred maniacs. And that's because over the Christmas period, one of the nuns of this kind of mental institution gets locked in with a hundred of these inmates for three days. And she's basically abused and R-worded repeatedly over these three days and one of those maniacs is the father they don't shy away from that in the marvel comic they they use that whole word that you don't see scenes of it but it's heavily alluded to and i was like this is a fucking marvel comic i kind of flicked back to the front and said, yeah it is and they, they sort of go there and explore that and it's like this is kind of like alluded to why he's an absolute horrible human being as he is he gets abused when he's a kid as well but it's a real kind of like jesus christ i did not expect it from the marvel one like you suggested uh, mentioned T, the innovation one was terrible really right. poor the artworks kind of <clears throat> imagine like a sloppily quick painted lots of color and movement there's hardly any kind of panels and stuff this is like the 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 breakdowns between the dream sequences and reality there's virtually nothing like the, the the reality looks like a fucking nightmare as is let alone before they go into it. <clears> okay, yeah. The the Wildstorm one very clean It's kind of made in the I think it's uh, late nineties early two thousands, and I think it was at the point where the studio had to take on work because, like the the, the comics were kind of in a bit of a, a, a slump, and it's like we've got to, we've got to do these fucking comics about basketball players or night my Street okay. whatever we've got to take the work, and it's written by Chuck Dixon, art by Kevin West. It's passable it's kind of just not Dixon's normally a
2: good read man yeah uh, it's I, not yeah. bad but like yeah.
3: when, if you're kind of like going for it's more in line with kind of a lot of the film sensibilities uh, which is kind of like there's some scares and some horror moments I was just kind of surprised that the Marvel one fucking dialed it up I was like whoa okay yeah. that one the Marvel one's in black and white which I think helps it a lot for horror
2: uh, I think with the, black with a comic series as well with a movie it's going a horror movie it's going to be 90 minutes or less isn't mm-hmm. it generally mm-hmm. yeah. those mm-hmm. sort of movies but with a, a comic series you do have the opportunity to build up you know I find them a, a, occasionally a bit of a yawn but like um uh, origin stories and lore and rules and other characters don't you you do have that chance the nightbreed comic was like that yeah so it really built up on what was like a 90 minute film
3: yeah, you yeah. can sort of like pull out these characters of kind of like Yeah. The only trouble with the Nightmare on Elm Street characters is essentially you've got to introduce the fresh cast of teens that Freddie's gonna work his way through in the course of the story. Okay. That, that's it. That. Yeah.
1: You know, we we've we've yeah. got the cast of victims, haven't we, when we come to this, yeah. this and it's the same with with my pick as well. Like they've you've got to try and introduce them and also they've got to talk about the existing threat. Mm. Which can create issues, pardon the pun, um, <laughs> which was something I had with my one. But what would the. I can, did you, can, can did, I, can go on, go for it.
3: Go, I'll segue mine into yours, but uh, ask you a question, sorry, V. Go. Uh,
1: did you enjoy.
3: Yeah, I really covers? enjoyed it. So, yeah, surprisingly the, the so, did, one, especially. Did you think, yeah.
1: wow, this is actually pretty good?
3: Yeah, I was. I, if you can get a chance to read that Marvel one, I'll would, I would check it out. I was generally kind of like, When did that come bloody out? hell. When did that come out the Marvel? Uh Let's see if I got it on this. That one came out '89. Okay. '89? Yeah, quite wow. early. Yeah. Yeah. '89. It's got like a kind of painted cover with a half naked lady being scooped up by Freddy. Uh, they nice. kind of it's dialed down.
4: Same... God, Dave. So that must have been roughly the same time as the movie came out then.
5: Mm.
3: Could have been long after. When yeah, it when did the first one come out?
4: Let me have a look. That was—I'm going to say—late
2: '80s. '87, '87, '86. It,
4: it's the yeah. first horror movie that I can remember, you know, being like, "Wow, this is." I think it was the first horror movie I think I ever watched, actually. and right, it's a, Okay. Oh, scary stuff! Eighty-four. Eighty-four. Yes, that? Yeah.
1: And when I that's when I was familiar? a kid growing up, Freddy Krueger was that was at the point where what? Freddy Krueger was a pop culture sort of. Mm, icon. Yeah, he went a bit
2: like the Swamp Thing but, did and toxic yeah you know, But but, yeah. but
1: when you're a, when you're a kid and you hear. It, um, it's fucking terrifying. One, yeah. of, one of the I mean, like, mentioned...
2: lightness isn't a real issue with that issue with that comic either, is it? Because he can't be that difficult to get a lightness no, on. No, you, you've
3: got the look of kind of like you just need the kind of the burnt face, the hat, yeah. the gloves, yeah. the, the the striped jumper, and then you're kind of away. You don't really have to get it too spot on.
4: He yeah, looks like Frank Miller. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so it's one of those characters, right?
3: Because you had the the under, like, like the the child predator kind of thing. And they kind of move away from that. And the films think quite wisely because yeah. that's a bit of a, like th- there's no fun in that topic
2: to be had. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, there's yeah, he, he became that. a joke further down the line. didn't yeah. he? I yeah. think which was a shame but with these characters. I don't know
3: if you saw the, the, the more recent one they did and it's like, they turned into that full force. It's like, yeah. Cause they didn't, did you not understand? Yeah. Like, yeah. This... Yeah child sexual assault if you put putting that to a horror film it's like oh look at this it's like yeah. this is fucking horrible there's no i don't you can't be I, having I think, fun here i
1: think in the original film they didn't talk about that aspect of it i mean dare i dare i say yeah, he was a child killer wasn't he but yeah did. it's kind
3: of alluded to God, I can't but look. never kind of like yeah. it's kind of alluded to but never kind of they out and
2: out state that it's it's it, a weird which, one because i saw sorry sorry, mate, go, on, sorry. Gone. go on go for it no no you're gone no, it's done. Go, go, go! go. <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a, it's when we talk about tone. You're talking about the tone there of it, you know, like the the child killer thing. The thing is, the dude who played, um, who plays him. I remember mm. him from being in the TV series V. Yeah. Yeah. And he was he's like this like sort the of really nerdy. Seat. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh fuck me, he's him. Yeah. That's yeah. Weird. Robert, Robert can...
1: England's a legend. Absolute fucking legend. Yeah, yeah. Really Although absolutely.
2: he probably would do a movie about the Teletubbies at this point, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I think probably I'd watch of it. shite. He do didn't he do like the strippers versus werewolves or something like that as well? well so you got to admire him for that, near. Do
3: you know what I mean? I watched a couple of bits before the show, and there was one on the Nightmare on Elm Street Three: The Dream Warriors, which is arguably one of the better ones in yeah. the series. Yeah. There's a music video with a band Dokken in it, who were like a kind of soft, frizzy hair metal band. And right. There's a story of like them doing the music video with Robert England as Freddie doing ridiculous amounts, like heroic amounts of cocaine. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly,
1: allegedly,
3: heroic, yeah, heroic, just fucking <laughs> going, going fucking nuts, and just like it was the best fucking thing ever. And the yeah, it? there's fucking crazy like story from yeah, the 80s, like they were just all banging it down. Don't do
2: heroic, but well, if a, you want to do it, but don't yeah. you do it, n- not Dave. So don't do S- heroic way. amounts of cocaine no. or any amounts. <laughs>
3: okay, I'll try so, across his head beast, I don't yeah. know if you've seen it, but uh freddie versus jason yeah okay and yeah you think that's gonna be a shit film and then i watched it a couple of years ago and it's the the parents of uh springwood are like we gotta get rid of freddie and the only way of doing it we're gonna start drugging our children so they don't sleep they don't dream and they forget about freddie forgetting about freddie and lose all these powers and he's fucked he'll eventually go and that's right. working so Freddy gets in contact with Jason and says you got to go to Spring Springwood <laughs> start killing teens. It's such
1: a comic book movie, isn't it? Yeah. And then like suddenly
3: <laughs> they're all going to start believing in me again. I'm going to get back in power and then I'm going to start ruling yeah. again. Yeah. And then then they go at one another. I
1: mean, look, it's not a good film. It seems unrealistically But, but um... it is if you probably pizza and a beer and a few beers yeah You're it's gonna like, have a good we've read some
2: that's shit fine. reasons for team ups before yeah. haven't we do you yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah.
4: but at least it's, i can least remember going down i uh, got down to the video shop with all my, all my pals and that was the that was the movie we wanted to get was uh, Freddy versus jason yeah and it was—is that the one where it says the masks and the sand or whatever on Freddy's That, hand that was up? at
1: the end of Jason Goes to Hell. It was, yeah, it, right, it, right, it was. The, right. It all stemmed from it was the classic when they put the alien skull in Predator Two. They did that, and then all of a sudden, for years and years, fandom wanted it fandom oh okay yeah that's yeah.
3: amazing you just bang that in there and then it kind of like yeah if it's got legs
1: it will like, oh, make itself
2: in a way theory. this would be a, bit, yeah.
1: a laugh and then like for 20 years people want it, want it really well just do it
2: do what marvel do just put things in the post-credit scenes that are never ever going to fucking happen at yeah. This point yeah. 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 yeah 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 and, and,
1: and now <laughs> yeah. now these days most people leave this Black night
3: <laughs> Black night
1: <laughs> oh dear but <laughs> okay. what's that yeah. Meme yeah. Where, like mean yeah. we're like the
3: end of a marvel film and you sit through five minutes of credits And then like someone walks on the screen and goes, hi, I'm (laughs) Blorco. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I spent
2: all that time waiting for fucking, (laughs) waiting for Thanos to open a fucking cupboard. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Just to get out of the Me, So moving on to Friday the 13th. Yes, I looked at Friday the 13th because it is one of the sort of, the classic simple setups, isn't it? You know, responsible for, I mean, I know it essentially started up as a, Michael Myers had just come out, all this money—you know the, the slasher genre was was booming. We all, if you're a horror fan, you know how Jason Voorhees came to be, even though he wasn't the killer in the first movie. Spoilers, mm. but everyone kind of knows that, I think. Um, and we know the. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> s- spoilers. Um, you, you might have got off to the start of Scream,
0: yeah. If that's the case,
1: but and the ice hockey mask wearing killer that is Jason Voorhees, um, of which he didn't have that mask until the third film. Stop it, Vince! You massive nerd. Anyway, um, <laughs> but of course, if you boil that character down to its basics and how people just know that character, in fact, how Freddy versus Jason treated it as well, turns up. Kills a lot of uh, people at a summer camp. They have to f- defeat him. They get him. He's not dead at the end of the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it is the... Re- it's the
2: sort of movie that, along with Jesus, told me that boning is evil.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it's the rinse and repeat sort of a, a sort of stereotype because they, they certainly made lots of movies of this character. And... You know what you're going to get there. You know, by the time you get to several films, it's like okay, there's just going to be a, a lot of uh, young, beautiful people acting like idiots, and they're going to die in horrible ways. That's what I'm here for. That's what it sort of became. Freddy, the Freddy Krueger character, obviously had more of a layered, and there was a there was more of a backstory and a lore, wasn't there? You know, yeah. To that, and yeah. The Jason Voorhees character, you had the lore of the first film. He was obviously this um, disfigured child bullied. He ended up dying in the lake. His mother was so upset that she wanted to kill camp counsellors and the sort of people she deemed responsible for it. The series then went on, you know, as it does. This This made money, so we need to make more of them. And Jason himself became the character. And was crafted into the walking bulletproof machine that we know. So you think... You'd think there must be a raft of comics of this. He looks like a comic character. There must, you know, surely it couldn't be simpler to write something. I mean, following the the
2: theory you've got there is like, is the, the, you know, returning, you know, diminishing returns of just okay movie, bad movie, shit movie, really shit movie. You think for people who are prepared to do that... And just like rip the fucking money out of the pockets of the customers, yeah. you think there'd be a rockin' rafter comics when you? You, you yeah, think? Definitely. Yeah,
1: I mean this character yeah. as, just a as soon as they they gave him that mask, once again pop culture. How many times have yeah. you been? At, you know, you, you there are there are bedside lights that are this fucking mask. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's all kinds of things. Funko pops out the wazoo. There's everything. Everyone knows the character. A lot of people have a fondness for just the. The, the setup now, that whole camp counselors, that whole people getting, you know, people turning up, getting a bit frisky and they're murdered, you know. The,
2: massive cliche at this it's point. It's a
1: massive cliche. Yeah. Um, so even if you're going to, you, you would think there's loads of comics. Now, when I was looking into this, comics didn't really start for Friday the 13th um, until the 90s, which surprised me. Now, obviously. I've, Who did them then? What company? I've, I've done a cursory glance at this. So listeners and if there's any people that in in the know if they know of any earlier ones please let me know uh tops comics Do you remember tops comics yeah man yeah, yeah I like tops comics yeah they they picked up the license and uh, his debut came out in July 1993 it was the first time we saw Jason Voorhees in comics which if you think about the cuz Jason Voorhees the Friday the 13th series was around before Freddy Krueger that was already I'd know that. probably had like four, there was four or five films probably by that time. Um, this was happening, um, and after Tops, it then moved on. I think there was a few sort of uh, titles that came out. Avatar had it for a while. I remember seeing no. Avatar having it for a little bit. Um, but the series that I chose to pick up and read, the one I was kind of interested in, was the Wildstorm series, which was uh, two thousand six, two thousand seven. Uh, that year. Um, it was a six-issue series, uh, written by Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti.
2: I think. Uh
1: penciled by Adam Archer, inked by, by Peter uh, Guzman, colored by Johnny Wrench, lettered by Wes Abbott, assisted by Christy Quinn, edited by Ben Abernathy, and and the cover it said cover by Ryan Sook, or Sook. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. This, this was, and that, when I was looking through the series, this is a series that I think was created for the trade because that that credit section that I just re- read out only appears on one issue. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so, <laughs> I'm, so I'm thinking, this feels like this is, yeah, it must be made for the trade.
2: Um, it's almost like they've made a trade and then just like pulled it apart and put a cover exactly, on it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, this was. A very interesting um, see, series, actually, because it did a couple of things quite well. It, it, it doesn't mess about with the deaths and some of the gore. There's lots of machetes. Obviously, Jason Voorhees' his weapon of choice is machete. That happens a lot. There's a lot of decapitations, heads being sliced in in half. Um, someone gets a car dropped on their head um, <laughs> when they're just shortly after they're trying to fix the tire on on this jeep. So. It doesn't skimp from the groove, and I will say that Adam Archer's art is really good for this series. It's one of those uh, the clean line that when when someone and we've seen artists like this. I think who was it? I think it's Cliff Rathburn, or I think Ryan. Is it Ryan Otley that does this well? When someone gets cut down the middle, you can see the middle of them. You know the okay. the, the, the interior. Yeah. yeah, there's lots of that going on. So th- there was lots of stuff that really worked. For this series, I, you know, I just rattled along, but it was it it was a slog in some points as well because a series like this, you if you're reading this, you know Jason Voorhees. Surely, surely, you know what it is. Well, you all know
2: after like two panels? Yeah. Or just from his appearance, yeah. you kind of know, yeah. don't you?
1: But there's it doesn't really kick off till issue three properly. It's only I think at the end of issue what uh, issue two that people start really going. There's a side they do some interesting things with the story. There there's a lot more about like the origins of the camp and there's sort of these these dead uh, I think it's children in the lake and that, children ghosts and they do a little bit with that. But even that's kind of tangential.
2: Yeah it sounds a way. bit yawn that to yeah. be fair.
1: And then there is a point of I did th- and there's lots of characters there's too much dialogue in certain parts of this book okay i was read there was a lot of characters having big conversations about things um and i just thought is this what we're here for uh, do we want to hear you know people telling these huge this huge law drop on something that as we just discussed the law doesn't really take that much to
3: you know, no, there's for a fact there's not that much law, is there? Yeah. I mean, what can yeah. what can you do with it?
1: And you you only need one person to sort of say it instead of one person to say it, and then they have like five pages of discussion about this about how it's nonsense or it's like this that and the other. Um, yeah, so it was a, it was a dialogue heavy book, certainly kind of throughout. It's overwritten, I think, which is which can be a problem with horror books, don't you? Don't you think, gents? I oh, think, mate, totally, yeah. Um, especially when we're looking at the. The schlock and horror, you know. We've got our popcorn. If we know Jason Voorhees is going to be there, let's let's see it. You know, you you what? Why do people want to see a Final
2: Destination movie?
1: I think it's because they want people to die. They're, right, they're, for some reason,
2: people watch Formula One <laughs> so much. People die. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fucking hell! Um, but what? <laughs> Jesus.
2: but it's, Final Destination is like watch, old school
3: watching Casualty. You know, these people can yeah. get up and yeah. say, like, oh, someone's going to have an accident. But they minute.
1: don't spend too long on the characters, really, do they?
2: time I fell on a Pringles shoe.
1: <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I don't want to see an X-ray of that as that happens. Um,
2: I've got one. <laughs> no,
1: please don't. Although I do need to know, what flavour?
2: Uh, sour cream. There is oh, kind of flavour. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the plane.
1: Oh, you don't want to get one of them stuck up there. Right, uh, anyway. <laughs> so, it was an enjoyable Moving series. On. But when it ended... Uh, like, I, I was left sort of thinking, oh, okay. There was... Jason was there. He turned up. And apart from people talking about him, he was just... He killed some people and then just sort of went off. There was no... It was a bit murky around the edges. Uh, and I it just led me, led me to it's think... It's a difficult one
2: to make an ongoing, yeah, isn't it?
1: yeah. I mean... I mean six issues this could have been easily four issues if you tied it tied it down and and some of it some of it was a little confusing, overwritten, trying to write a cliche character and some of the dialogue seems like that would not pass muster now because they're they're writing the cliche character and if you think about those eighties movies, those you know that some of that let's face it, basic around the edges, misogyny or just or or drug references or anything like that they're doing that and then trying to add some layers onto characters but then, that's a shame isn't it but then those characters just sort of disappear they they get taken out and it's like oh and th- this something this is something that gets me about like just horror and, and and how do you guys feel about this if you're building up a character in a story and you're certainly you may be overwriting them in this book you know because you like these characters and you're building them up to the point where they they are a victim in this horror series they're going to get taken out if you've built them up so much shouldn't there be an aftermath shouldn't there be a, an echo of you know if you've built up this important character and they're just taken out and people don't really reference them again or just sort of like go, oh well they're dead well, then doesn't that render all the work you did leading up to that yeah yeah point yeah, to totally, it? totally. Pointless. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah
4: it's like why but- are you,
1: why are you doing it then if you if you're just creating like uh, meat for the grinder Hmm. don't give it a name (laughs) because as soon as you give it a name you you're asking i'd I'd argue the
2: opposite i'd argue that you need to there's a balance isn't there i think there's a balancing that act to do on it you need to like or loathe or be familiar with a character absolutely for them to be killed yeah you know just if you just jumped out the woods and killed people in a tent yeah you know might be a good intro but yeah but the but also with an ongoing comic and not a movie those actions should have ramifications and implications yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, a you, different, it's a comic's different from a movie, man. That's yeah. what we always say. Comics yeah. got to play out differently, yeah.
3: In that one of those Freddy comics, the uh one from Wildstorm, there's uh siblings, boy and a girl, and they move to this Springwood. The boy dies, and then the next page, the sister's like, Oh man, that's terrible. Oh well, back to school. It's like <laughs> your, was your, was twin, brothers, your yeah. twin brothers just died. Like isn't that going to affect yeah. you at all? Yeah. You got maths first thing. So
2: make sure you take your
1: book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But there was this like um, the class. There was a classic scene, and we'll we'll move on from the slashes shortly. But and I think it's it's a slasher comic. Sort of, it can be a problem with these sort of things. A group of characters in a room. They're they're talking. Obviously, way too much. You know, the, the, it is very script happy. One of the characters looks out the window, gets murdered, hacked in the face. Pulled out the window. They're like, you have the pages of screams. And then, I'm not sure if the characters even close out the window or board it. They seem to have another three pages of dialogue about what they're going to do. But they don't really seem panicked. They're almost like having a, just a discussion about it. And I'm like, surely when a massive thing like that happens, we've got our foot on the pedal. Things are, you know, Things are moving fast and moving forward. And I think sometimes in horror comics, that slips a little. The the action I mean, unless, pacing.
2: Yeah, unless it's got something else going on. Mm. I don't think slasher movies are suited to comics. I'm going to make that yeah. big statement. Yeah, unless Perfect. there's something I, I, else. I, I, I agree. At play. I agree. It should yeah. work
1: for me. It should work, and most of the time it doesn't.
2: Yeah, they need to have some like like um, the one you know the suicide camp that, that we had the the, mm. the the right one for. There's more going on. There's a psychological depth to it that's going on there that it's not just a slacker. Yeah. It's not just pardon me a slasher movie. But the with it, just a plain slasher movie, it's we enjoy the blood and gore watching a big movie screen, don't we? But I don't know if if that that works in a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Not in a six-issue run, six maybe issues. in a one-off. Yeah, six you know.
1: issues. I, I think probably that isn't it. Like you know, uh, a, a, mm. a big oversized one-shot, where you know if you're going to do a, a slasher book comic, it's got it's got to be stuff like that.
2: And- I mean, repetition does play out well in comic series, yeah. and we've all been reading fucking Spider-Man for yeah. fifty years. But yeah. the the thing is, it it has to be more than just that. Yeah.
1: and and like i say the pacing like um that series oh what is it is it we're all gonna die no what is that series we loved that i've forgotten the name i know i can't why i always forget the name of that but the pacing of that was absolutely glorious that the death was a cliffhanger in a that was it was also a who done it that one yes yeah yeah which i think is great whereas this one this series just seemed to have an awful lot of characters that when they when they eventually like Reappeared in the book, you think this is going to go somewhere? Oh no, they're just dead. So what was the point? Mm-hmm. Why, what was the point of overwriting them in the first place? Yeah. So yeah, slashes they can work, but most of the time they they don't. You got to
2: be able to. You got to be able to play with perceptions yeah. and. Yeah. Which got to be kind of meat yeah. on the
3: bone yeah. to kind of do something yeah. with it. Yeah. I mean, with Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. I'd kind of be lost. Halloween, I'd kind of be lost. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to do. with You have just
1: got to be like you have got to have. A basic uh, a paragraph synopsis of here's here's the scenario, let's go. Let's fucking oh. go. You know. I think oh. you've
4: got basically about something somebody getting slashed up in every single page.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, yeah That would work.
2: <laughs> I think what I was thinking about this in comparison to your comic, Dave, actually. I was thinking about often in horror films you get a story at the start that you mm. think is leading into the main story, but it screams a good example of this, isn't it? You know, you get that story at the start of it where they introduce all these characters, but then they die, and then, oh, a few months later in the local town, te- you know, you get that, don't you? Yeah. And, and I know you, you pull the rug out of people with the first issue of Glass Sea, because when I, I think I said this to you before, you, you sort of, you fooled me into thinking it was going to be about uh, one thing, and then you switch great, into yeah, a different that's
4: story. That's I think that's a really start. great idea. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think it works as a sort of narrative style.
4: Yeah, I think Well, I think when it comes to kind of slasher comics and, and, and horror stuff, it kind of sets the scene as to what, the 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 murderer or what the the uh, not so much the victim but what the the, the actual slasher itself the, the main character you like the the, bad, the big bad guy is going to be like you know so it's like they set it up they they die in a kind of horrible terrible way and it's like right okay so this is what this slasher is going yeah. to be like is going to be sets the stage um, yeah 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 sets the stage sets the sets the mood almost
2: yeah that's true actually yeah. Yeah. Cool,
1: so very but, but certainly from that, we're going to take it a little bit of a turn because Tony, your, <laughs> your, pick, your well, pick is more sort of a horror loving, horror adjacent comedy, horror bit of an icon, yeah, icon mean, it, themselves, though.
2: Yeah, there's a couple of icons in this. <laughs> uh, the uh, Dan and I have done some thorough research on oh, the subject, yeah. haven't we, Dan?
3: God, mate, you've got to
2: research, it's unfair to the audience. Thank you, exactly. Um, yeah, mine mine plays with the tropes of horror and you know, it's very I hate the word meta, but it's very self knowing, you know. Um, so I'm talking about Elvira in Monsterland and, and Elvira g- generally. Elvira in Monsterland is published by dynamite dynamite Comics, who have just literally been throwing themselves at Elvira. Um, there's there's multiple series, many of them written by the same guy, David Avalone. Um all the issues for this series are currently £1.27 on Comixology, so it's well worth reading. You do find that um, trades from Dynamite can be pricey, so it's worth looking for. Uh, I can't think of giving someone more of an uphill task because the amount of likenesses in this comic is a different one or two every single page. Is by a guy called Cuba Baal who does actually a splendid job in it. Colours by Walter Perea, letters by Taylor Esposito and edited by David Costa. It's um, it follows on from Elvira in Horrorland, which you don't really need to have read. I did read it. You don't really need to to read it. Um, and it follows Elvira, who we all know probably from that she did a couple of movies in the eighties and nineties. She is in she was in America as sort an of on-off horror host. Before that, I think she was a go-go dancer in Vegas, and then she was in a couple of bands. She date She briefly dated Elvis, and her real name is Cassandra Peterson. But like a, a very funny comedian actually to be fair yeah. i think it's probably where i put it to start with um Bit of
1: an, an absolute sort of legend within that sort of uh horror community isn't it really
2: yeah yeah de- definitely yeah and um uh, there's a lot of horror hosts it was a more of a thing in america mm. we didn't really have it over here or although if you go to talking movies caroline Monroe's doing it at the moment in late night movies at the weekend She's kind of doing a horror host role, which is kind of cool. And we had stuff like movie drama and stuff over here, but we didn't, it wasn't like a given. So she would mostly introduce, um, you know, zombies from Planet Arcturus from 1952, you know, movies like the, you know, The Invasion of the Green Brain or, you know, just schlocky movies like that. And she has this, if you looked at her, you'd think she's a vampire. She's almost got that. She's got like a black beehive, heavy makeup, low cut top. Um, But she's not. She's just this sort of, horror host no special abilities although we we get into a couple in the story so what it is is um she is hired by um a space time cop called nova zone uh you might recognize that name um with an agent who looks very like peter weller and um, wearing a suit and a, a crombie <laughs> Uh, To find out why Vlad the Impaler is travelling through the history of horror movies and TV shows and kidnapping versions of vampires, werewolves, etc. and to aid a a villain called The Director in a big plan he has. Um, Elvira is tasked to find out what's going on, stop him kidnapping these people and to foil the big plan. That's the overarching story. Five issues. She's got this sort of magical knife that does help a bit she every issue pretty much she fights Vlad the Impaler to differing results um so the first issue is vampires the second issue is Frankenstein and, and his monsters the various ones third one is werewolves fourth one is kaiju and then the fifth one I've got to tell you which takes it I really enjoyed it issue one's four I really enjoyed Um, but takes a massive shit on the series and is like fake versions of the MCU and DC characters. It's not very good. Um, It does kind of finish the story. But what you do do is you do get that. I know previously Cassandra Peterson has helped in, she's credited in some of the writing um, for this series. In this, she's just thanked. So they've kind of got, if anyone has ever watched the movies she's in or seen her on TV or anything like that, doing sort of in-character interviews, she's very sort of sparky, very sort of snappy. It's like um, she's like the horror host version of Spider-Man. She's always got a clever, snarky remark to make everything. Um, very likable as well, you know, quite a likable character. Um, Don't make the mistake of looking up David Avalon on X before you do. Might put you off it. That's what I'm going to say. Um, but there's there's some interesting choices. Um a little, a little, they go through the obvious characters. So, the werewolf one is Lon Chaney Jr., um, Teen Wolf, you know, a couple of things like yeah. that. The, the Hammer yeah. Horror one, so there's nothing like there's no sort of niche things, niche horror movies. And as horror fans, we love niche horror films, don't we? We kind of it's almost like a it's like being into bands, isn't it? The more obscure the band, the cooler you are, I think, with horror films sometimes. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. Uh, like, have,
3: you, have you seen this? So like, I never heard of it. I was this obscure South Korean, yeah, horror yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, oh, big okay. yeah, yeah, big time, yeah, big time, it? Yeah, um, it's um, the, the vampire one is probably my favorite of them all. We get Bella Lugosi, we get the coppola version, but we also get now, this is a quiz for all three of you who, who is the greatest representation of a vampire on television or movies? Dave, who would you say? Who is the best? Oh, the best representation,
4: best representation of a vampire on television or movies. Yeah, that's the question for you. Who is? Oh God, God, you've really, you've got me
2: here, man. Um, <laughs> well, let's go to the so other two. You ever think, uh,
4: Vince? All, oh, go on, go on, Dave. Well, the only one I think, I mean, the look at a vampire movie I have really enjoyed would probably be Blade. To be honest. Okay. Blade. Okay. Okay. So, uh, talk a uh, bit about him in a minute. I'm not too sure
2: okay uh vince um oh, i don't know I don't what's know the if... chap you said last week i don't know who... uh, paul nashy no are we, are we talking about a character or like who what the actor? what is the best version of it oh. of a vampire on television or i know you're probably gonna say oh, twilight try not to
3: uh probably say uh like christopher <laughs> lee in hammer horror films I really okay love vince? that representation oh, god in tv and movies for me either.
1: Oh, TV and movie. Well, well. From I mean, my favourite is um, certainly Christopher Lee and the Hammer horror. But I reckon for this, ooh, Bella, uh, is it Bella Lugosi?
2: He is in it. Bella Lugosi. It's not Bella Lugosi. But that's a good guess. The um, it is clearly. I don't know why you didn't get this. The Count, Count from, <laughs> from Sesame, Sesame Street, Street. He turns oh, up. Of course. Yes. He yeah. he turns up and um he sort uh, of, of he gets friendly with her. Fortunately she saved him so he doesn't have to join the evil army um of them. Um he, he then she she her and Vlad then Vlad plays basketball against Teen Wolf. Um then they have an argument over what's a wolf man, what's a man wolf, and what's a werewolf. They're all different. Um is that right, Vince? Hey, you know wh- that?
1: hey Wolf's gonna wolf, baby. I'm not gonna uh I'm not gonna uh, label them. <laughs>
2: okay. um Boll does absolutely sterling work in this man when you think I mean even they even go to the wall of Wall Street because they're confused about <laughs> trying to find walls and he get, he tells them fuck off and she says oh this is just a bloke who used to do too much cocaine so it's quite adult in it, you know it's ways it's got that sort of funny it's a little it's often a little too knowing it's like my my old theory is that the film industry the only thing they now know about is the film industry mm. you know um and it's a bit like comics sometimes all they know about is the film industry (laughs) you know um but it's the avalon throws every single movie trope at ball and he does really well i really recommend it for his art style um it's it's very good there's a there's a real fun to it she is on a she is quite funny um in it there's a couple of moments that really fell flat for me there's a moment where um at the end of so the, the issue four is the kaiju issue um, at the end of um, issue three, she's presented by this kaiju and she says, Oh, like they say in Jaws, we'd need a bigger boat. And I'm like, Oh, that's so cringe. Yeah. You know I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that when I'm drunk, Never mind fucking, do you know what I mean? It's one of those. Yes. Things. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point he says, um, this is worse than the last Gina Corona movie. And I'm like, oh, all right, mate, you're just showing off to your friends now. Yeah, you know, it's like that sort of thing. Bad, yeah. And, and she sort of references the writer throughout it. Like, why are you doing this to me? Avalone and all this sort of thing. And I'm like, oh.
3: it makes you feel and like it's the writer speaking, not the character.
2: Very much. So yeah, very much. So it keeps taking you out of it. And in one of the other, the other series, she actually bursts through the, the wall into the writer's room where he, he's sitting there at his couch, writing, you know Yeah. Um, so there's a little bit of that. But she for the most part, it's enjoyable. The first couple of issues are really nice. I really like them. I think she goes through the history of, you know, so suddenly she's in like a black and white world and she's like, Oh, it's black and white now. It must be must be Bella Lugosi in this one or something like that. You know? And then she meets um she meets the vampire, the um Gary Oldman from Coppola. And he says, "Oh, I do. I wish I had better hair and things like this." You know, so she almost like <laughs> takes them a bit out of the movie, and then they have okay. to go back into it. And there's this interesting moment where at one point they say, "She says, 'Then what happens when I go?'" And she and the characters say, "Well, the, we just keep repeating the same thing over and over." And you think that's interesting? Interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's quite an they interesting. They only live theory.
3: inside that. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And Elvira's meant to be funny, but she occupies this position in the horror world. I'm not always. I mean, she's a bit like the ambush bug of a horror. Yeah, 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 yeah. Horror. It's yeah. totally sort of yeah. like
1: parody and satire. Sort of like it's just, it's just a bit of fun within that genre, isn't it? Sort of. A... Yeah,
2: yeah, and a little bit of like the um the ambush bug. I don't know what it would be like going in as a twenty year old into this. You know, how many twenty one twenty year olds do you know have seen a Bela Lugosi movie or something? You know, and um, there's not that many. No. The 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 kaiju issue is too specific,
5: and yeah. you know, I've seen
2: a lot of. Godzilla movies and stuff and you go, Oh, we must be she's going oh we must be in this movie because this is happening and I'm like too much yeah you know um but there is a Mecca a Mecca Elvira that turns up at one point which is quite cool <laughs> <laughs> um so they, it's it's a lot of I it's a lot of satire of these movies she's drawn really well um she's recognizable throughout it's not her first four anti-comics if you go back to DC comics they she kind of took over a horror book uh, and did um, um, Elvia, uh, like Elvira was like the horror host in that, so she would introduce different stories. It's a great um, Mike Barron story, for example, in one of them and stuff. Um, and that had some cracking covers. They get this for three. I think it was only like a nine issue run, but Brian Bolland did a cover, Bill Kevich did a did a cover, and Dave Stevens did a cover. So I th- I kind of feel like those guys would have done it because they liked the character. She she must be. Let's face it dave stevens is all over those sort of characters and he betty mm. page stuff he was doing but mm. the she must be a fun character to draw you know imagine if yeah. you two guys if someone came up to you and convention said can you draw Elvira?" Or you're like yes yes, well, well, yes son um,
1: re- recently <laughs> sort of like terry moore did a wonderful sketch oh i can Ryan. imagine he'd be brilliant mm. for that yeah, yeah he got that, he got that yeah. tone perfect as well and um,
2: being dynamite, there's a raft of uh, variant covers for this, including in the ob- obviously the obligatory photo cover. Mm. I think she had quite a lot of photographs taken in. Her I mean, she's still alive, Cassandra Peters, and she's great. <clears throat> I mean, she, she had a book out a couple of years ago where she came out as gay, and uh, everyone was like super supportive, which was mm. lovely.
5: Yeah.
2: Um, I still blame Eddie for not letting me get backstage and meet her at New York Comic Con last year, but um, yeah, I, I, I liked it on balance. I, I really liked the first couple of issues. It really had somewhere to go. I think by the time it got a bit tired, I almost feel like David Avalon, you can tell when he's a bit pissed off and writing it. It's just the humor sort of drops a bit. Um, Right. Okay. Yeah. There's bits that are just not as funny in any way. Um, But it was nice. You won't have to play much of a detective to work stuff out as you fall through it. You know, you'll, you'll immediately recognize Teen Wolf, stuff like that. It's a, it's an interesting idea. I'm not sure it needs to be done all the time, because I think sometimes it satirizing st- something ruins the vibe you get of the actual thing.
5: Hmm.
2: You think so? You I know, mean, if you saw a satire of if they did five movies about Freddy Krueger now satirizing him,
3: would it? Yeah, would yeah. It, you you know, would kind of, I've kind of had my fill after the first one. It's like
2: I can see, I can see the the stick here. Yeah, so, yeah. And yeah, if you went back and watched the first movie would it be quite the same Yeah
1: the, I don't know the comedy sort of loses it a bit doesn't it really uh, Yeah. Know, when, when you stretch the joke out too much um that's that's why I always like used to work with like the big oversized sort of annuals or one shots where someone's almost like going through different genres and just having jokes uh, you know it, it, it it's it's definitely you need you need to get the tone right because you're not looking down you do, because Elvira was never, you know, she, she always joked about these things, but she also loved the movies. Yeah. So, yeah. and sometimes if you don't write that, are you just dismissive of the genre? As soon as that, as soon as people recognise that, you're dead in the water. Yeah, absolutely dead yeah. in the water. So it's yeah, it, is, I think it's a tricky thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Be careful about it too much. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. If you read this and then you went back and watched Bella Lugosi, I'm not sure if it would be the same fair enough um, yeah. but yeah it was it was fairly fun Dynamite uh, I, I say this every year Dynamite are doing some good stuff they really are I mean they used to be considered quite throwaway. you know they they do a lot of pulp stuff that wasn't always brilliant but uh, I read sort of four or five books of theirs every month now and I'm enjoying it I think it's alright yeah
4: first
2: nice. one nice. Elvira in Monsterland there you go nice, nice one you were cool
1: so Dave obviously you're Sort of pick was a character that was in comics, went to movies, and then came back to comics again. I say went to movies; they never stopped being in comics. That was, a stup- was it
2: a TV series as well? Or am I confusing yeah, that with the? They, crow? Did have
3: a, they did have a TV series after the film, right? Okay. Yeah, I don't think
4: I've seen the TV series. You know. This is a topic I'm not really too knowledgeable, uh, knowledgeable about. So I was a wee bit kind of like, what, what should I talk about here? Should we talk about um, the character we're, we're possibly talking about or should we talk about the other TV show that I was thinking about talking about? based you know, walk, The Walking Dead, for example. Mm. Right. So yeah. that's probably the, the, what I've read most comics about and also watched the most TV. Yeah, okay. um, it's an interesting zombie, moment. Zombie yeah. Walking Dead. So that's probably a better thing to talk about so well, i think there's
2: a theme between them both is how different the comic is from the tv series drunk movie because blade for example when it started out was very much a black exploitation character for me um looked very different um he had sort of wooden knives and he had like these sort of sunglasses and stuff but the walking dead in the most part kept much more to the story i think than blade because... ever did
4: yeah, I think season one of The Walking Dead, I mean, specifically I we talk about season one of The Walking Dead, that was a scary, scary TV show. And that's mm. I've I seen that before I actually read the comics. Um, and I read okay. most of the trades. I think I've read up to, best, I don't know, trade well, of 12 or 13 maybe, something like that, or 17, I'm not too sure. Um, and I can remember reading the trades at night and having nightmares of my wife saying, uh, no more scary comics before bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so, uh, so, I, uh, so I think... Um, I, I, I did the, the TV show. The TV show did veer off a little bit from the comics at, um, at times. I'm not 100 sure. Well, we just um, talked about the... it,
2: we just talked about it there. Sorry to interrupt, but we just talked about the, the value of shock. In is it more difficult to do in comics than it is compared to doing movies. Movies, it's easy to just appear out of a cupboard and yeah. stab someone in the eye in it. But in yeah. comics, I think the shock value did work some of the in one of the best ways in comics was was in the walking dead for example i mean spoilers the the moment where his wife gets shot oh, and i still yeah. remember that now that's mm-hmm. incredible that they did it i think fuck, not incredible but shocking that they did it i'm like fuck
4: yeah yeah that was that was brutal that was like i, I had to flick through the pages you know a couple of days like am i reading this correctly is that yeah. is this actually what's happened to you you know like holy shit and, it is. That is what they've done. Like, what and they i'm doing? gonna
2: say they did that in the comic but they didn't do it in the
4: no, they didn't do the TV. The no. TV show. I think that's probably yeah. too horrific for the TV show. At the end of the day, I think the people are reading the comics, so it's a bit more niche, isn't it? It's a smaller market. Whereas yeah, TV yeah. show, anyone could watch it, so the complaints on that would probably have been through the roof. <laughs> it's true, actually. Yeah, yeah i was I'm thinking it's on because it's on the TV. It's not like it's on the TV. It's not like going to the cinema. Where you have to pay to see it or whatever. You know, it's a bit. It's maybe a bit different. It's about these days, aren't
5: they?
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Walking Dead
1: comic. I mean, <laughs> certainly the Walking Dead comic has yeah. um, been a popular one over over this past month. I mean, Dan, obviously you read a lot of it, didn't you? Yeah, okay, I did anyways. that thing we
3: read through and kind of got through. I still say season one of the Walking Dead TV series is probably one of the first, best seasons of a TV show ever. Yeah, Okay. It's it was amazing. only
4: six episodes, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. there's only like yeah, half
3: an hour each. Uh-huh. And they were
4: just and really sharp and just, yeah, just like yeah. Whoa, what's going on here? I mean, like, I, that, that was the reason I started reading the comics and to be fair, the comics held up better than the TV show did, yeah. you know, yeah. once I went back and read it. But the first the first six episodes of that of that season, or, or the first season is absolutely phenomenal, I think.
2: Mm. I think the thing right. with The Walking Dead as well is it has,
4: it has sort of facets that
2: are in common with a soap and not in common with a comic because The Walking Dead, you can change almost all the cast in The mm. Walking Dead. I mean, element, but, you know, evidenced by the fact that Clementine Book 2, which is the spin-off series by Tilly Walden, has just come out now and is very popular. You, know, mm. you can change every single character in that comic and it still keeps going cuz the the star is the theme of it i suppose yes
3: yeah the the setting so you can like what's how they get on with the zombie apocalypse in england or yeah. australia or this different part of the us and with a different cast of characters
2: and, and we you... i mean rick rick isn't in every comic for example you know no spoilers mm. but you know there's things that happen you don't have to like you... is everyone can any can everyone be killed in the comic, and can everyone be killed in the TV series?
4: Mm. I, I think you're, you're more likely to have everyone killed in a comic than you are in a TV series, right? Which is unfortunate. I think mm. way, I could be wrong, right enough, but certainly in The Walking Dead. I mean, folk, folk die there, left, right, and center constantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, to be fair, they did try and do that in the TV series as well. There was a few short, short moments with some characters dying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, one I of, one, one, of,
1: one of the big differences in it is obviously. Uh, there's a lot more money in the TV show. Uh, yeah, dare yeah. I say? It. I mean, Walking Dead is a comics phenomenon that was gangbusters anyway. But it's certainly, when a TV show, that there are people watching a TV show that don't care about the T the the comic book it came from. But if they learn that their favourite character isn't going to be in it anymore, they might not wear watch the show anymore. So yeah, though, I mean, how
2: many characters were in the start and are now still going in the TV series?
1: uh there's only a couple two three and maybe s- some of them weren't in the comic
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: that's that's yeah, I'm say maybe. That's an interesting thing Did, have they yeah the series is well the spin-offs are still going aren't they because there's the right, right, there's yeah. the is it daryl yes yeah his, his latest one is a series has that come out now i think but Oh, was it has that know. has that character entered comics
2: i'm not sure i don't think so
4: I don't think so, no.
1: They, they've entered lots of other media, know, like why. video games and everything else. But yeah. I would have thought, you know, at least sort of a, a miniseries. I mean, that's it's Kirkman's baby. Perhaps he just doesn't want to... Perhaps he's just done with yeah. it. Because they certainly haven't Yeah, really, I mean, just be able to the next thing. Yeah, they haven't really they're it. The version,
2: they? They're releasing the coloured version. They're colourising it and putting it out at the moment.
1: Oh, I see. So they're, they're sort of like yeah. still spinning...
2: spinning uh, Gold out of straw and faced. and Clementine. Clementine's a big series. You know, it was two. It was two graphic novels. The second one's just come out. Yeah. Well, that came another... from a
1: fucking game. That was a video game. But yeah, the, but the so video, but yeah. the video game was set in the comic book universe. I think that that's yeah. that's the interesting thing. That character was created, so therefore fits into that comic book universe.
2: Because mm. if you... that's, that needs someone strong like Kirkman in charge of it, because if that happened to some other series, it'd be a fucking car crash, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, you know, totally. yeah.
3: To be fair, they've done a spin-off series, haven't they? And it's like, I've got no, less than zero
2: interest in... They've done a couple of them, I think, TV series? Not, yeah. yeah. No, no interest yeah, in
4: Fear that. Fear the Walking Dead TV series. I've not read any spin-off comics from The Walking Dead. Um, but there's definitely... I started watching them before I maybe watched a couple of... Maybe season one of Fear of the Walking Dead. Mm. Um, I've got sorry. all that
3: back because I've watched about five or six seasons of that. And it's all right. Oh, is it? <laughs> Okay. I mean, the, there's one afterwards, like Generation Z or something, and it's Jesus like Christ. set uh, afterwards. I was like, I just no. But
1: I, I think with the comics, if Kirkman's not doing them, they're not getting done. He, he's yeah, he, he's not mining that to somewhere else, is he? It's like no, he is.
2: Tilly Warden's doing it. Is, is she doing? It? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah she's the, writing the, and drawing the,
1: it, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a that's a fucking rarity. That's that's a, and that's one person doing everything. I'm sure if there is a. There is a certain process that she has to go through.
2: Do it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, and it's probably doubled up by the fact that there's TV series and video games as well. Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all coming back to me now. But yeah, cell. I mean, The Walking Dead is a juggernaut of the likes of which we will not see again. I know that sounds crazy saying it. Maybe not. But
3: yes, I, it's kind I, of... uh, I... strange, strange situation we're in, aren't we? Yeah.
2: Can we? Just touch back in, in the same theme, but touch back on Blade for a second, because Blade is a character that appeared in not many comics, No, became a very popular, like three movies and, and not such a popular TV series and some other things, um, and then went back into comics and has never really got a foothold again.
4: mm. Mm-hmm. Even he's a when better they, movie character then he has a comic character
2: it's interesting that isn't it or the what, the character that is in the movies isn't really the original character but it's been developed yeah. and then when they've tried transferring that developed character back into comics it's not I mean it might just be because of general sales at the moment Yeah. but they've tried a um, that, you read it didn't you about his daughter Dan did you read that one
3: yeah I read it uh, Kind of, I was expecting it to be absolutely appalling and it was just bad
2: <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they've they they had him in the Avengers recently. He was a, a member of the Avengers, oh God, you know, this yeah. sort of thing. No, it just it's, hasn't
3: it's, taken. Oh. Like I said last week about the Midnight Sun stuff, there should be like a separate mini universe yeah. of the Marvel universe with Blade in it. When,
2: yeah, I'm uh, going to say probably that sold quite well. To be fair, the Midnight Sun but, stuff probably sold a lot. Like, right. If they did, mm, if they, yeah.
3: if they
1: did a Night Stalker series now, and I love the Night Stalker series when uh, in the '90s when uh, it was just like three of them, Hannibal King, there was a, uh, Blade was one of them, and I've forgotten the.
2: The Johnny Blaze was bit. one of them. No,
1: no, because no, was another they, guy. They fought Ghost Rider and Johnny Blaze in the first issue. Oh, right. um, what was
2: the book? Was it something to do with the, what was that book that there was Rise of the Midnight Sun? Right? Of, they did a big crossover. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a book, wasn't there? What was the name? They tried to bring it back a few years ago. I forget now. Yeah, okay. Um, well, they, they were the Night Stalkers, weren't they?
1: Yeah, the Night Stalkers. and, and it then, was very much Blade was really cool in that, but he wasn't like the main character. You know, if they did the Night Stalkers now, Blaze the leader of this team. And it was a team that didn't really have a leader so much when I
3: No, there were like three kind of blokes <laughs> trying to work towards the same yeah thing. Yeah. And
1: yeah. Um Hannibal King. I
3: know the, yeah, said course, it yeah.
1: Hannibal King and Morbius wasn't the other one, it was someone else.
3: It was a half he was a half uh, the other one was a like a half vampire. vampire
1: yeah.
3: Um Oh you're a half vampire too. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Um
1: but yeah, Blade is one of, and of course that happened before the movies. And Blade became a different entity, didn't he? As soon as the movie came out, I great. think so. And yeah. well, it became, it became the acted, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. yeah. So when he when he came back to comics, completely, you know, and obviously the publishers tried to, as they do, try to push that character down a lot of people's throats, and it hasn't done so well because I, I think Drake. Yeah. Blade, Frank, Drake, Frank Drake,
2: yeah, Frank Drake, Hannibal it. King, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and I think he's the one
3: that walks around with a great big like anti-vampire laser gun. That's the one. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah
1: um that classic weapon
2: abraham whistler and abigail whistler were also members yeah okay
1: yeah of course they were in the they were in the blade um movies but yeah that was a character that has been forever changed by movies so when when the blade in the comics is now the movie blade really in in a sense isn't Mm. it yeah even if you're if there's a writer taking on that character they're taking on their version of the Wesley Snipes character. They're not probably looking at, oh, Tomb of Dracula. Let's see where it all started. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But I guess it's such a massive like imprint on the character and the way you're going forward. Like, this is the way the character is and this is the way you do it. Because it's very strong. Mm. And I think uh, a, a great first and second film, we can argue which one's the better of. Third one you don't talk about. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean.
1: It, it's, it, uh, yeah, I'm not really interested in Blade Comics. Which is weird because you would. I think... think it's because
4: it's the universe, though. I don't. I think you're right. I don't think. He, I don't think Blade fits in with the Marvel universe.
5: Yeah.
3: Now, if it was this Blade just... and like all the vampires controlled all the world as kind yeah. of like a sub, they were like beneath the government or above the government, who I mean, ruling everything from the shadows, and Blade's yeah. essentially the only one standing against that. That's a fucking great premise. I'd well, I think the it,
2: the Avengers but... is evidence of that. They got him on the team, so they had a storyline was which was. Or war with the vampires.
3: Oh, okay. yawn. Yeah.
2: I don't know, when you got, like, <laughs> sorry, Thor and
3: Doctor, <laughs> Doctor Strange on your side and, like, and you go up against vampires, it's like it's not too much of a yeah a problem. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I just... Yeah, I, I like it's Thor fighting the, the wrecking crew and not fighting... You
1: know. I, know oh, I don't know. And also, was he a member of the Avengers?
4: Yeah, yeah. Formally, oh, yeah. for f-
1: uh, for for I think me, he
4: was a, a member of the Avengers at one point. Uh, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a member one. I point. mean, yeah. F- yeah, exactly. <laughs> For me,
1: this this is just the you know grumpy old man uh, backseat driving. But I would have thought that you know keep that character in their own little universe. The Avengers have this level threat that they don't understand. Who do they go to? Oh, it's that person. Rather
3: than, mm.
1: all right, who have we got in the Avengers? that's uh, oh, oh Blade's quite good at this, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. ugh, fucking everyone's yeah. a. Avenger.
3: So sub, subcontract the workout. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> when everyone's a member, it stops being important. There you go. <laughs> I got, got a yeah. trick. I've
3: got Doctor Strange. I, oh no, he's not around. Call yeah. that like, Doctor Druid. He's alright. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Not quite as good, but yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. It did. yeah.
1: But there's been uh, so many uh, comics to movies to TV series, and then back again. They will always be intrinsically linked. But as long as there's good comics somewhere in the mix, we'll be happy. That's mm. that's essentially, we just want to read some good comics. And uh, and hopefully, we're always on the lookout for recommendations. So obviously, we've talked about uh, lots of different angles of this sort of genre and uh, adaptions and all kinds of stuff. You got any particular highlights that you want us to have a look at or some gems that we may not be aware of? Because we always hit on like some of the mainstream ones. The alien adaption always gets mentioned mm you know that's always one of the the daddies isn't it uh, uh i
3: was say yeah comic film adaptation's kind of done now you don't really get them
1: yeah yeah and certainly oh i don't
2: know man i mean it's, the star trek and star wars comics are still massive aren't but, they? but they're yeah. like
3: they're not oh, not adaptations of the film, of the yeah. film. Yeah, yeah that's what you mean yeah yeah okay
2: yeah In- yeah interesting interesting i suppose there's we've talked about a few that are the sort of kind of almost a cross between the two where it's they take the original script for something like alien three or something. Yeah. Yeah. And they do a comic of that, that that's we see that's like them. They're, they're mining for product there, aren't yeah. they almost? Yeah. But that's not the original films. So
3: no. No. Yeah, I no. struggle to think like as a money making tactic, a promotional tactic, the tying comic is just a done deal on a film. Now, like they, there's nothing in it. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe do just shame.
2: go straight to um Brazzers and start doing adaptations of those.
3: Absolutely, yeah. With like embossed
1: mm. covers. Anyway, if there's Mate, any you're fucking printing money, this
3: oh, is gold. Yeah. Cut that from the show.
5: Yeah. yeah. We'll <laughs> have up. you seen
2: have you seen that TikTok of the dude who's given his mum a Brazzers hat and told her it's an ice cream company? <laughs> oh my and she God. wears
5: it. <laughs> Absolute
3: swine. Yeah,
2: did you <laughs> Tony, did you used to say it was a TikTok? yeah sorry what
1: the hell
2: I saw it on Instagram my god
1: a TikTok that you saw on Instagram oh my god what's happened to (laughs) Tony Esmond who are you he's a
2: pod person
1: he's a pod person (laughs) Um, I was attracted to it because of Brazzers yep speaking (laughs) of (laughs) I am searching for back to normal speaking of pods it's time to get on with the rest of this podcast Uh, and do we have any shout outs this week we go to the
2: guests first have you got any shouts we do recommend in a second Dave but have you got any shouts
4: uh yeah, yeah so i've got a couple so um the uh the the brooders are doing a comic um art fair in dunfermline so the oh. uh, D- D- dunfermline, decaf dunfermline comics and art fair um which is shit, i can't remember when it is the end of november sometime okay for scottish comic book day um so i wish out to that um that'd be quite good it'll be again i will be all comics focused there's hundreds of good people going there i think Johnny Cannon is going to be there, I think. Steve Ingram, um, Jim Alexander, um, Colin Maxwell. Oh, there's, there's tons of people out there. Yeah, actually.
2: I saw that. I thought that looked quite good, man. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. in Dunfermline. I don't even know where we're, it is. Is it south uh, of Glasgow? Or?
4: No, no, no. For, but, uh, God, man, is it east, east of Glasgow? Close, to, right. uh, close Closer to Edinburgh, really. It's about an hour oh, okay. drive from Glasgow, I would say right okay it's it's a nice wee town it's um it's pretty i've been up there a few times Um, i'll be driving up and driving back i don't think because i'll be at the thought bubble the week before so um, i don't i don't think i'll be spending too much time but it'll be be a good event and i I had a wee view uh jeff the other day took a video of the venue and it looks quite creepy actually to be honest it's a it's a strange place it's going to be in so i'm looking forward looking forward to that
2: you you Uh, lot drink like the queen mother every time i go to scotland to go to a comic festival, there seems to be like large amounts of booze. I remember after Edinburgh, after Glasgow, leaving you at a bus stop after we'd had about twenty pints in a pub, and I'd got a shoulder massage if you recall. <laughs>
4: okay, yes, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Not of you. <laughs> oh, <right>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yes, I had a few pints that night. That was a good. That was a good night. Actually, it was a good night. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and then I'd just like to shout uh, shout out the Slack chat. To be honest, oh, hey. um, so Thank you, mate. awesome, awesome people in there. It's a great. Place to be nice and chilled out, yeah. Good conversation going on in the slack.
2: Loads of good Probably. stuff in the pound shop mm. today. I know you snapped some up, Dan, you, didn't you?
3: Yeah, I can, couldn't believe it was sitting there for so long. And I was like, I like that.
4: <laughs> the pound shop is excellent. Sometimes I deliberately don't go on there because I'm like, I can't spend any more money this yeah. month, you know. <laughs> and it's, it's, there's just hundreds of good stuff up there. Gary, Gary Watson's always had hundreds of good stuff going up. Yeah,
3: I've yeah. got like about 15, 20 books to put on there. Matt but it's just, another
4: uh, one, yeah. In fact, I'm, sorting out, I'm posting it all. Ah, uh, Matt Bun sent me up um uh for, for for the price of postage. Um, oh the Bogeyman Manhattan Project. Oh, oh man, yeah, yeah. that's great! Yeah, uh, and issues one, two, and three of the original Bogeyman Run, from Fat Man Press. Oh, was, nice! For the price of the postage, I couldn't believe it, it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that's, it's that's stuff, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it came. To, it came within like the, the very next morning.
2: Oh, I saw you say that. Get all you It arrived Yeah, yeah,
4: that oh, yeah. was amazing. And yes, I know yes,
2: you, you got a load of Savage Dragon Dan, today, didn't
3: you? I did, yeah. I'm going to sort that out. I've got my,
2: yeah, could sort that out to the show. But How are you going to get, get that in... in the house? You planned? This is going to bring it in, gangster
3: style. <laughs> he said,
2: door. She'll never listen to this. <laughs> she'll never listen to this.
3: <laughs> that... I ain't got the door opening yeah, sound effect. He, behind me. He, 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 <laughs> he's he's looking at his shoulder. He, he is still looking at his shoulder. Nothing, we weren't talking about comics. We not talking about comics.
2: Okay, all done, Dave. Yeah, sorry, that's me. Yeah, just nice to... one. So speaking of Matt Bunce, he's very kindly auctioning off um, some original art um, pieces that he's collected to raise money for our DUI Mind fundraiser, mm-hmm. lad. Um, if you give Matt a shout on the Slack, or if you, I think you can find him on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook anymore, but you can find him on Facebook and have an ask of what he's doing. But we're we're sort of bidding on it at the moment. I think Eamon might have the highest bid at the moment. Um looks like westerns are on the comeback in fact i'm about to talk about one um and this and again both of them are by industry veterans and you can go over to zoop like i have and back fargo hell on wheels by the mighty howard Chakin um looks fucking great by by our buddies over at zoop um i actually i actually am so looking forward to it that i bought a couple of the paperbacks that it's based on from the um i think from the 70s and read one this week just brilliant stuff real good stuff um, Grave Circumstances is the webtoon from our buddy Neil Johnson and Irene Infanta. Uh, Neil's uh, a really good cartoonist, actually. We always see him on the Drink and Draws. Um, really interesting style. And this is genuinely really funny. So go and have a look at Grave Circumstances on webtoons. I actually managed to look at webtoons. I'm a changed personality. Um, you can pod find person, the link on the Slack. Pod person. Pod person, pod person, if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another shout to me. I was ch- chatting to Rob Harding this morning, and both he and I have gone in on... Global Comics, our previous guest, um, nine ninety nine a month. Got to do this and retrieve Christmas. The amount on there you would not believe. Mm-hmm. And me and uh, me and Rob were talking about how this is, you know, potentially a game changer. Um, there's a lot of talk going on about the price of comics at the moment, and um, some of the companies are releasing books a month later on Global Comics, which is quite an interesting tactic. Yeah, um, yeah totally. And a sub- subscription, you get... I mean, I could sit here all day and name all the publishers, but Image are on there, Boomer are on there, RK are on there, Avery Hiller are on there. There's loads of people on there. Um, yeah, it's, it's well worth it, I think. There you go. Let them arms. Amazing. Dan?
3: I've got a couple. Uh, one f- former guest on the show, uh, Ross Radke, he uh, looks like he took an injury over Halloween <laughs> and a s- small, short film plays out of his tweets, so go check him out. That's at RTRA.com. K-E. Uh, that's Ross Radke on Twitter go check that out, that's, uh, that's a fun little skit uh, Tony mentioned it in earlier in the show, the Meg City Book Club, episode 239 Robocops with uh, Luke Aldred and Conrad Layden, I'll be listening to that probably tomorrow, all cool. going well we've got No Brainer, 1 yeah. to 5 a solo comics anthology yeah, by our friend Neo they're already uh, the storing it, issue... it yeah, smashing it, the fifth issue of the solo anthology from Edison Neo, four pages, three stories and lots of fun that's going to be great. Back that s- smashed it through. Uh, we've got the winner of our Viz Yay. quiz. Hey,
5: uh, nice
3: one. The, the, uh, the question was, what were the qualifications of Fortress, fullchester FC's scientist striker? And it was the character's name is Wolfgang von Schnell. And he has a BSc and a PhD, which is a bachelor's of science degree, the doctor of philosophy. And after reading, researching it, uh, it was named after an actual Wolfgang Schnell, who was a German professor of applied genetics and plant breeding. And if you oh, listen wow. to the show, that was also the uh, one of our guests, one of the creators of this. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was
2: talking about that, wasn't he? From that, that video we'd watched him. Yeah. 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 Are you, you going to email the, the winners, are you? Yeah. yeah.
3: We've, I've got a guy named Andrew emailed in, got his uh, answer there, and we're going to sort that out, get yes. the one of the annuals out to you. Nice.
2: Real work. Nice work, man
3: good uh you know we was running a halloween contest
1: yes
2: we
3: picked the winner on that there was a lot of back and forth uh and a script called sleep paralysis Yeah, this is a good one i like this yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. there was a there was about three we had in contention there was like these are really good really good and uh mickey's got picked picked out and that brings us around to uh the the (laughs) shameless self promo Uh, i've got a comic (laughs) on twitter at the moment uh a comic on Twitter. Kickstarter at the moment. Yeah. Yes,
5: Twitter starter. A... Twitter starter.
3: That's me. It's late. It's 10 past 10. It's not. Don't it's think not. about that.
1: It's, it's
5: 10 past nine. It's nine
3: for nine. Uh, grim Scary Tales. They delve into Grim Scary Tales, 50 plus pages of flesh and terror. I say 50 plus because if it gets over a, a certain... Uh, level we're going to add another three pages of comic it gets over another certain level we're going to have another
2: three pages of comic. Yeah, you're 69 quid short of the total man yeah so we're only a little bit shy of that
3: uh it's got yeah. me damien Epson, kieran squires a whole bunch of other creators uh put together this horror comic looks great we're going to punch out hopefully get it in your hands asap so it's been a lot of fun uh working on that so go check that out, grim scary tales and i think great that cover, might be man. the Cheers, dude. We've got that's, there's a little bit of the there's
2: a little bit of the Elvira about that cover, which is why I like it as well.
3: Me and Damien we've got three covers, one by me, one by a friend of the show, Ian Ashcroft, which is absolutely Great. amazing. And me and Damien teamed up on uh, issue three's cover, which is a bit cheeky. So go check that. I think that's it. Apart from get DUI comic.
2: Yeah, like, go and buy that
3: yeah. bigcartel.com
2: still a couple of issues left, so go and go and get that. I managed to sell one at work. And oh, nice one, man! Design. Yeah, me oh, too. Right. Actually, I sold it to a lady at work, and then she asked me to sign it, which is a bit embarrassing. Yeah, mm. so I'll yeah. do it anyway.
4: So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, everyone watching, everyone watching, yeah. I'll sign.
4: The, 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 this, I should have mentioned D.U.I. Three actually. See, uh, see, the first two stories in that—they are amazing. They are totally are just off. Oh, they, so you,
2: you. You were saying you sat
4: down and read it all through the other night, didn't you? Ah, the whole thing from start to finish. Couldn't, but put it down. It's—it's it's, it's a oh, it's good a, stuff by far well, one no, of the best you think I've ever read. Oh, hey, nice one. Yeah, Eamon's put nice. a
2: blinder on that, as, as everyone who's done it for free. Very yeah. kind yeah. of everyone. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Nice. Oh,
1: uh,
3: boom. So from
1: boom. that huge list of comics and comic initiatives that you need to check out to the recommendations section of the show, and as always, the guest goes first. Dave, what would you like to recommend to our lovely listeners?
4: Well, I've got a quick question. Are we sticking with the horror uh, You can talk about here, whatever, you whatever you like,
2: man. You whatever you'd like. like.
4: Well, I could possibly shape two then. What would it two? Well, can I do two? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the first one when I, I was going to talk about was um, you actually mentioned it at the start of the show um, was Slaughterhouse Farm.
5: Oh yeah, uh,
4: yeah, yeah. By Hellbound Media, uh, I, I chose that just because obviously it's Halloween uh, slashers, all that kind of jazz. I thought it sort of fitted in with the theme. Um, it's mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's- it was one of these books that you, you know, so it's like the basic storyline, uh, it's a couple of weeks since I've read it right enough, it's basic storyline, um, guys are uh, going on a camping trip, like a a, a bunch of um, underprivileged kids or whatever, uh, going on a kind of <laughs> of camping trip, and they're, they're driving up, one <laughs> of the starting scenes, I don't know if I want to spoil it, but you know what's what I'm talking about, where they're, they're driving past a farm, they're driving past the field, and the farmer's in the field with the, with the, yeah. Like you're just like, all oh, right, okay, so that's where we're, we're going. We've all been there, here. Dave. Yeah, what's that?
2: We've all been there, mate.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe you. Um, so we, it, it just it just kind of carries on that theme of just being absolutely out there insane. there's uh, blood and guts pretty much every single turn. Um, it's a wee bit of a twist at the end. I've actually also got Slaughterhouse Hospital Issue One, which is the follow up to it. Yeah, I'm not thinking, to, I've not read any more of that right enough But um, yeah, Slaughterhouse Farm by Hellbound Media. Um, I would definitely give it a, a, a read and a look through if you're into slasher horror comics. It's, yeah, blood and guts from start to finish. And yeah. there's some wild things going on throughout. Nice. It always That's
2: reminds nice. me, I always think of them as like the comics version of the people who did those movies, like Evil Aliens yeah. and all those sort of movies. They yeah. just don't give a fuck. You can tell they yeah. love the medium, but they just, like, yeah. fucking go yeah. for it.
4: Yeah, ah, it's, Anything goes. That's, that, that's what I got from from reading this, because, it's, like I said at the start, it's just, you know, shock factor from start to finish. Yeah. And it does shock you. Like, little, oh, all right. wow, okay, fine. That works all right. There's nothing wrong with it. It's pretty good. It's black and white throughout. Um, yeah, I would, I mean, like I say, it's, if you want something slightly disturbing, that's what i go for. Nice. <laughs> good work. So, nice
1: Dave's second one will be the one that finishes off finishes us off this Mm. week so before then tony do you want to go next
2: yeah my first one is bronze star published by big studios i mean how long have we moaned about there being a lack of westerns in comics it's weird isn't it Mm. um and it's also i was thinking about this earlier france does the best western comics yeah um and italy does the best western movies
3: okay controversial Mm. um but this is actually a a case to be made for that yeah you know
2: there's a lot of sergio leone's movies yeah. which he considers the great the um but this is done by two american blokes uh and i I'm very lucky the the art on it is by pat broderick and i was very lucky to finally meet him at heroes last year and i actually looked through some of the art in this i didn't look through any pages that contained the werewolf element of this which i was going to say is a spoiler but it's on the back cover of this so it's, i don't think it is there is a werewolf element to it um Written I can Vince just got hard, I can hear him. The um <laughs> it's written by written by Mike Barron, colours by Rob Epps, letters by Carlos N. Manguel, edited by Chris braley Um I bought it on the name alone, to be fair. I love but I, I think I mentioned Pat Broderick about once a month on this podcast. Mm. <laughs> but I, I do absolutely love his um his micronauts and his Legion superheroes and his Firestorm and You know, Sunrunners and all this. I've always liked his stuff. But this has a feel of a werewolf comic crossed with Deadwood is where it it, it should sit in your sort of mind. There's a character in it called Harley Brogdon, and he's a sort of tough as shit, cracking moustache. I mean, there's more facial hair in this than Tombstone, the movie. You know, it's it's full of facial hair. It's like people with some cracking moustaches. Um, And he ends up killing this brash kid in a fallout of a card game, and it turns out this brash sort of horrible little spotty fucking 20 year old is the son of the sheriff, so he thinks I've got to get out of town. I'm gonna to, a corrupt sheriff, I'm gonna get killed. So he goes to a place called Cobb's End, which is really it's in Canada, but it's like so far out of the way that it's full of people who are running away from things and, you know, just getting away from things. But in it is this massive mine. It turns out that the sheriff is a wolf, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And from that you realise I said this to you you guys on the Smack, You realise why he wears a bronze star in it as a sheriff, right? Because he can't wear a silver star. That's that's brilliant. That's clever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really good. And he turns out to be an all right guy. He turns out to be all right. But there's various things that happen. They come up against the the father of the murdered kid taking revenge They come up against them sort of supernatural things that come out of this mind that everyone's saying, don't go in it. And he says, that's the only place I can go to get away from these people. There's also an element of a love story that goes on in it between there's always the classic stranger arrives in town, you know, is injured always on the run meets the widow. You know, the, that's a classic Western trope, isn't it? And I think Western's similar to horror. We kind of like to see, that cliche trope thing going on, don't we?
5: Mm.
2: You know, we know the teenager having sex again and mur- get murdered. We know the widow in town will probably end up with uh, the lone drifter who turns out to be all right. You know, it's that sort of thing. It's uh, size wise. This book is it was American comic size, but it's somewhere between a trade and a prestige format. So it's like a, a slim trade came with loads of extras. This is like a movie poster and all sorts of things. It, I know that um, Mike and Pat ran it on both Kickstarter and Indiegogo at the same time. Um, which is something you see people doing more and more now, I think. Um I know Mike had previously had a book banned off one of those platforms and I can't think what it was after some infantile complaints, but the I like I like both these creators. I like the way they write, I like the way they, they can write westerns. I think you have to have be able to write a tough dude if you write a western. And this was an absolute fucking delight. Um it really does instill in you the feeling of how tough it was to live then you know it, you, there's a good chance of you dying at any moment from gunshots or just the general environment of it you know and then you add into this supernatural werewolf mything myth but there's, the 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 werewolf thing is done around the first nation history around the cree and you can see that baron and pat have done their research on the history of that tribe um I've got to tell you, Broderick's detail... I, mean, I saw this when I saw the original pages, and he—you he, really they really do take your breath away. There's more in some pages, some panels that are a third of the page than there are in some old comics these days. I mean, he'll draw 20 horses on a page mm. and a Gatling gun and men riding them, stuff like that. Um, it's just gorgeous. There's some... As um, I say, there's all the classic weaponry, you know, there's shotguns, six-shooters rifles and then there's this sort of gatling gun that is kind of the big piece, the big action piece takes part in that. Um loads of violence, loads of blood. Um and it's just when he draws werewolves Pat Roderick, it's he they're like the wolf headed but muscular men, hairy muscular men. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah so they've got that dog's head, you know, with the blood and drooling mouth but they, they kind of stand up on two legs. They're, they're almost a cross between the, on four legs, you know, werewolf, whether it's going to be. And that's sort all of the, the wolf man kind of thing going on, which I kind of liked that thing. Um, there's a redemption arc to it. Um, there's a, rev- there's certainly a revenge arc, which you'll see is something to do with the, um, a couple of the characters in it. Um, but yeah, and there's a load of pinups in the back, including one by Kelly Jones. I love Kelly Jones's work. I think he's great. Um, yeah so i think kelly jones is kickstarting another vampire book with matt wagner at the moment which does test- i think no not kickstarting. they're on zoot together with it and it looks fucking marvelous so yeah if you can find it i got it on the kickstarter i dare say it will be on websites i'm guessing it will probably be on stuff like comiXology and maybe global comics at some point but bronze star from big studios absolutely fucking 10 out of 10 for me loved it yeah, nice my first one guys
1: no that's fine. Uh, dan what's yours
3: uh, I foolishly was like, "Oh, this comet looks great." And Tony was like, "Well, they it sent into us a number of weeks ago," and uh, Tony talked about it. And I'm I must have, as always on this show, I kind of forget what. <laughs> no we No, Nobody listens to me. You forget what we said like five <laughs> minutes ago, or like, did we have that person on the show? Yeah, yeah, we did. I like, oh. <laughs> Can't remember. <laughs> it's Universal Monsters, Dracula by uh,
2: James Tinian. such and, buzz run. It's in there. It's lovely yeah. to see. Yeah,
3: man, mine Simmons work on this. Fucking hell, it's yeah. so good. It's that kind of creepiness you get. Dracula doesn't appear too much in the first issue, but Renfield absolutely like. Lord, it's mm. it's really well done. I re- I really enjoyed. <coughs> excuse me, really enjoyed the whole book and the kind of the build up with. Uh, it it's kind of the the Dracula story starts when we're already in London and uh, the boat, the ship, which Dementa is it. Uh I'm not
2: sure.
3: The carries him is yeah. crashed. and I can't Dracula. claim to know
2: anything about the, the, Dracula the, after yeah, last yeah, week's the, episode. Uh, the, and, yeah, yeah
1: and the,
3: the Demeter. The Demeter, that's it. Mm. And uh, Dracula's just in London and it's basically setting the stage for when it's all about kickoff. And it serves as Renfield being the kind of getting the reader up to speed on where the story starting, where it's beginning. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. It was kind of just the tonic after
2: last week's show. Uh oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, uh, it'd be a yeah. good one to read off load. I must reread yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, the way he does Renfield's eyes and the use of red is really beautiful in this comic. Yes, god yeah. Significance to it on every panel that he it's in, you know?
3: There's kind of like the the spattering and spurt of blood, it's kind of it's the colour red really hangs heavy and there's a real kind of symbolism uh throughout. It's just reminds us and actually toward force when he goes from strength to strength his artwork Great seeing it. Yeah, yeah absolutely love to see it and the kind of I, i'm not sure how he's working is this digital or or what i think he does a combination of, of all of them but what yeah. he's doing is really working i'm really really enjoying it so yeah. so good yeah yeah
2: uh, i think it's gone back to a second print isn't it? i think really I think so. okay it doesn't
3: yeah. well, it doesn't surprise me entirely because it's very well done i've I really enjoyed it i want to see more mm. so
5: cool.
3: like I, you mentioned v i think i'll be we actually my wife's got a copy of. Uh, dracula somewhere she said takes notes from it and uh <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be digging that out and reading that once i've yeah. gone through all the books she's got lined the up. door
5: be
1: very interesting we'll yeah. yeah very interesting read that well right my um nice my issue one this week uh of which um i have picked up some issue twos based on the comics that i read before for instance issue two of rumpus room is great Oh, is
2: it out? Yeah. I've got a couple of weeks to wait. That's going to be on Global Comics, so yeah. I'm going to read it on there. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: um, it's, it's more of a character-based. It's more of a development of the story.
2: Okay, Yeah. cool.
1: So, very good. But my um, issue one is from Dark Horse Comics, Rich, uh, written by Rich Dueck, illustrated by Alex Cormat, and lettered by Hassan Osmani El-Hau. Uh, apologies if I got any of those names wrong. But this is a high-octane action horror story called drive like hell and uh immediately the name you know i I love a name like that but the synopsis is bobby ray had it made one last big job then it was splitsville set for life with his girl by his side then everything went wrong and poor dahlia took a bullet to the brain as they made their escape the thing is dear dahlia didn't stay dead now Bobby's found himself plunged into a battle of otherworldly proportions, and if he wants to get out of Dodge with his skin intact, he's going to have to drive like hell. That, for me, is just the right kind of synopsis. That is just sort of like... It doesn't really tell you too much of what's going on, but it's, it, you know, it's it's a car chase comic, this one, but with a cool sort of supernatural twist. We all like the idea of, like the getaway driver um car chases being chased by a million uh, police cars etc down long stretches of american roads add to that a little bit of a demonic presence and a car itself which is um very hellish it's like hell on wheels um you got a, you got a really sort of adrenaline fuelled sort of thrill ride this actually Gave me everything I, I want. I was thinking, the title's one hell of a title. Um, you gotta back that up. This is please don't be one of those comics that's a lot of people talking, and the car rarely moves, and it feels like it's very slowly going anywhere. Fuck that! This comic gets fucking straight into it.
2: Well, uh, what company put this out? mate? This is Dar- this that. is Dark Horse. Dark oh, Horse. of course, yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, 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 sorry. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and. It starts off with a a scene of a jazz player, jazz trumpet player, playing to like a very empty club. And uh, when he's about to put his trumpet away, there's a gang there who who really want the trumpet. (laughs) This is really a weird way to put it. But it's clearly we're dealing with angels and demons here. And uh, the car that this gang have, when you look at it on one of the panels, brilliant artwork by uh, Cormac, is. It almost looks like a Ghost Rider car. At some point, there is like flames coming from its headlights. Um, then you cut forward to a to the car chase happening, and Bobby Ray just being chased by a million different police cars. I mean, there there is like three or four pages, like having to draw vehicles is bad enough. Anyway, having to draw vehicles going at speed and there is loads of them on on the road. Fair play to him, and, and to yeah, it's ha- not easy. It's like horses, isn't it? Yeah, and we're talking Blues Brothers kind of car chase this is this is what's happening here going at like 100 miles an hour and you know, there's crashes and everything and all the while um, Bobby has a corpse sat next to him and then all of a sudden the corpse starts speaking to him and he's like what the hell's going on and we find out that Bobby stole that, you know, he needed a car for the ghetto they're planning this bank robbery and he needed a car and he was outside this place and he was like that is a cool muscle car, that one. And unfortunately, which car do you think he stole? The demonic car that immediately oh. is like super fast. So already you've got this badass, you've got a badass looking muscle car that he's stolen and he just thinks is great. Not only do you have the bank job gone wrong, but you've got hell coming after you at the same time. So I'm, I, I, by when this issue ended, I was like, "Fucking bring on the next one!" They don't mess about, you know. They give you enough story. You've, you immediately sets up the villains, sets up the sort of uh, stakes. Even because it's a comic book as well, it takes it to another level. You see like demons morphing cars into what looks like things that like are Mad Max. Like there's like monster trucks chasing after him, and the roads being torn up and f- hellfire. But it's still got that Jerry Bruckheimer sort of. Let's put up. Our- pedal to the metal and go for it. The only the only thing I'd say about this issue, which is something I said to the uh, chaps on the WhatsApp because we love going backwards and forwards with uh, with the books that we got. The the cover for issue 1 although the the scenario there is is decent enough you got a you got a red card jumping over a group of sort of smashed up police cars. It does it lacks a bit of punch to me. That, vi- that a real visceral okay. adrenaline bit uh adrenaline that you knew with some covers the cover for issue two is by far the superior cover because you've got this muscle car smashing through one of those sort of neon jesus saves kind of signs um and that's partly because in issue two he's uh, there, there's a reverend that apparently is going to come into the issue so it all ties in but that for me is such a, such a much more striking visual for issue two than it was issue one that that's a minor quibble because get past get past the cover and you'll find a a brilliant action crime horror comic that i um i'm going to be going back for issue two so um well done to all of the creative team and to dark dark horse are very quietly putting out some great series man
3: I have to check this one out. Sounds yeah, great. It is, mm. it is really
1: good, cool. Actually. Yeah, re- it's a really fun. And it it doesn't overstay. It's welcome, and that's it. Now I, I think issue one is decent. I think you get your money's worth with the price. It's not. It's not completely overpriced. I don't think. Um, so drive like hell from Dark Horse. That is mine. Tony, what's your second?
2: Uh, my second one is it's actually not out yet, but I got to see a preview copy because it's by one of our buddies. It's Prawn. The jumbo sh- shrimp issue hey. one. <laughs> prawn in sixty seconds. <laughs>
5: um,
2: the uh, one of the best things about my trip a couple of months ago to Baltimore um, was the opportunity to hang out with um Cliff and Strotti, and um Cliff's done a poster for this as well. He's done um like a fake movie poster for it, which I got a copy of as well. Okay. Just fucking lovely. Um. So i thought it was time to give it a recommendation because i was speaking to Stray this morning on the whatsapp and he was saying he's looking towards the end of the year to get this out so sort of wet your appetite for it soon so it's us comic sized full color um apart from doc albino who's kind of the super villain in this who's done all in white apart from he's got these sort of circular red shades say in new york in the present day doc albino and his compatriots um set off in their boat to um they've got like a diving cage like you get with sharks um called nicholas believe it or not <laughs> to um to drop it into the hudson river and um, so they can get the dna of a, the this prawn that's in the river but the prawn only only to discover the prawn is much bigger than they expect and it's crushes the cage and it's kind of the the it's godzilla size so this is like what if a prawn was godzilla um almost and the military so the military are called him but the military are a bit wary this is some kind of fucking massive prank so they send in the um, the Flying Leathernecks, a World War I reenactment group, So you, which is just Strotty taking the piss to make it look like biplanes attacking the shrimp as they do in the King Kong movie. You know, I think that's what that's all about. Um, turns out the shrimp is as confused as the military and um, he sees Lady Liberty, Statue of Liberty, and sort of jumps on her and starts sort of grinding hips with her and trying to get off with her, um, which is quite funny. Um, and then you get because he's king kong sized but he's a, god knows how if you're going to choose a monster to attack new york stroy clearly hates himself because he's chosen it i can't think of anything more difficult than a shrimp to draw can yeah, you yeah yeah not an easy it's animal to one, draw yeah 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 but he pulls it off totally throughout it's totally done well but i was just thinking what have you done there stroy the um but yeah it's it's funny and he's got there's a, a there's a comedy element to the monster as well crashing his way through new york jets come out he uses a car as a skateboard um all the while the the nefarious plans of doc albino and his crew are following him around and the u.s military is trying to kill him um it it has got an ending to it but i kind of feel like this is fun enough that you could continue into another issue and i hope he does because i really liked it a real bounce to it real fun to it um it's the i'm gonna say it's like something you would find in the phoenix it's got that quality to it. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah. Um have you seen any of it, you two guys? You've seen the odd bits. Uh, yeah, I've seen the odd bits in yeah. 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 On, on really social media. Yeah. I mean, God bless Matt, he printed I think he must have printed it out in a colour printer to give me a, like an early copy of it sort of thing. So but so the copy I've got isn't all coloured, but a, lo- a lot of it has got the colour added. I think that's what he's working on at the moment. And he just he, the, the monster works perfectly. Um it's um, just totally recommended. And Strotty's got a great work ethic where he gets up super early. Yeah, You know, we, we've got all got friends from here, haven't we, who are in the States, and we normally don't hear from them until like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Strotty will be in the group the group chat like at 11 o'clock in the morning, and I'm thinking, what time is it? over there now, right. you know, and he's got up to do some comics work, which is great. Um, but, yeah, watch out for it coming out. You can find him on at Messy, M-E-S-Y, single s m-e-s-y comics on twitter follow him on there and i'm sure you'll be able to see when it's available for for sale prawn the jumbo shrimp issue one prawn in 60 seconds yeah keep an eye out for it it's, it's
4: totally fun really good
1: amazing okay. amazing Look forward to that uh dave what else would you like to recommend to our lovely listeners
4: um so i thought i'd give a shit i could have touched on it earlier on um uh, the bogeyman the incomplete case oh yeah. oh yeah yeah have you guys read that
2: I read it when it came out originally, but yeah. yeah, I haven't read yeah. the new collection. Did you get the new collection? Did you?
4: Or? I got the new collection, yeah, so it was just on Kickstarter, so it's um, yeah. The Bogeyman by then complete Case Files, which co- I think collects four stories in total. It's missing
2: one, isn't it? I think it's I missing
4: it. the Manhattan Project. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, that's the one set in America. It's by uh, John Wagner, uh, the late, great Alan Grant, and Robin Smith. Um, yeah. It's, it was first released in 1989, It's uh, set in Glasgow, and it was really. 1989 for 1990, when Glasgow was um, the city of culture, it was given that kind of award for City of Culture or whatever. And for the first four or five issues, I think it was the Bogeyman of the same title was released then, and then the other ones came out, like the other series came out in '93, I think, in 2000 or early 2000s or something like that. Um, And it's just phenomenal. There's a film as well uh, with Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't think it's very good, to be fair. I might actually watch it after the show, to be fair. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's something I've never... It's just such a, a mad concept. The artwork, first of all, is amazing. Robin Smith is brilliant. John McShane actually published the first run, said to his last night, he's like, uh, he, he, Robin's not from Glasgow. You can't be a Glaswegian and draw Glasgow. I was like, all oh, right, okay, fair enough. Um, and it's just, <laughs> I don't know why that is, but it's, the, the artwork is amazing it's one of the the nicest looking books i think i've ever read there's a lot of sight
2: gags in it as well i remember there's one point where he's on a bus or something and written on the back of one of the seats it says my mum knows ruby murray and i sort of just fucking love shit like that do you know what i mean (laughs) just
4: little English jokes there's so much stuff like that. I mean, the, the end of the first one. So, so, so the end of the first one. He's beating someone up with a, a frozen turkey and a Tesco bag. Yeah. You know, it's just absolutely mental. So, for those who don't know, it's um, it's set uh, in Glasgow, and it's a um, Francis Clooney who is the bogeyman is a mental patient who escapes from the mental asylum. That what's it called again? Spin Benny, I think it's called Spin Binny Mental Asylum um, on Hugman A on New Year's Eve. He knocks one of the guards out and escapes. And he believes that he is Humphrey Bogart, a private okay. detective, a private eye. And so he narrates it over in a kind of an American accent and it's all like, hey, sugar plum and all that kind of stuff. And he's walking through the streets of Glasgow and he just makes up this story as he goes along. And people fall for it. He's got like, like, meets like the dame in the bar and all that, and she falls for him, and he's just stringing her along. And he's just, it is, uh, it's just hysterical from start to finish. Every single thing, every single yeah. book I've read of so far has just been brilliant. Um, yes, I would really recommend it. It's a good. It's great to heart. see
2: how he did it, how he did with it, because I know Rock of the Reds just made it over the line, didn't it? The second book, but this mm. one fucking stormed it. Like oh, when ten I times, went, yeah.
4: big guns, big guns. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know what Rock of the Reds did he do. Who did he do Rock of the Reds with? Was he that...
2: initially did it with, um, who's that, the the, the Glasgow-based comic, yeah. company?
4: Oh, BHP, BHP, BHP yeah. yeah. The first volume yeah. was
2: with them, and then I think he kick-started the second volume.
4: Right, yeah. okay. I don't think I was too impressed with how that how that went on. Um, so he kickstarted started this one with the seventy-seven.
2: Yeah, I don't think yeah. they got behind it, didn't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. it's I really
4: think, good. I think they did a lot better, but I, I think it's probably just a better story as well, to be honest. I don't know, I've never actually read Rock of the Reds, so I don't, I don't well, know. I kind of dig it, yeah,
2: I like it. I think yeah, there's I like- a chance for the third one, I think,
4: yeah, right, okay. I'll need, I'll, need, I'll, need, I'll need to check out, but yeah, but the bogeyman is hysterical, it's definitely worth a read. If you're it's a, it's a concept I've never ever read before, I think I, I can't yeah. think of anything else like it. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's nothing where you've got a, 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 someone who believes he's someone else and is wandering through the streets, making up a storyline as he goes along, pretending, thinking he's a private eye and connecting all these dots that don't actually exist. You know, it's it's and it's in a, in a comedy way, and it's just yeah, it's just really really good. I would highly yeah. recommend. it. I think
2: for for many years, it's a bit like one of those lost projects. I remember when we met him at Lemington, um, he said he had a pile of the old trades there, and he went, "This will never never get reprinted." Because uh, I think there was a little bit of, a, I don't know, somewhere along the line of rights issue with it. But it's nice to see it's now reprinted. That's great. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the reason they haven't done the Manhattan thing. I'm not sure. I think Eamon does an interview with him on Mega C that's I think is partly explained on there, I think.
4: Well, from what I can gather, the Manhattan Project, it's, first of all, it's set in the, it's all the other ones. are There's the, the bogeyman, which is of the same name, and then there's China Toon. Right. And then, oh, I can't remember what the third and the fourth one are called. But, they, but they're all set in Glasgow. Um, maybe that's the reason. It's okay. cr- also, they're also black and white. The Manhattan right. Project is set in the states and it's in color. And he kidnaps the vice president at the time, who I don't know who he is, and that's another thing. He's like, who he, he says he explains it at the start of the book, actually in complete case files. Um, right. and he's like, who, nobody remembers who that guy is anyway. So okay, yeah. you know yeah, you, whoever the reason. vice president yeah, of the, yeah. of, the, of, the America, of the states was at that point. They have no idea. So that's why it wasn't included. But the rest of it is hysterical. Definitely worth a read. Highly recommend.
1: There you go. Oh, real. Neat. So many yeah. comics for you all to go forth, check out, find out about whether it's something horrific, something amazing, something hilarious, something you haven't discovered before. Hopefully, you discover some comics this week. That's what we. That's what we hope, anyway. And hope you enjoy them like we like we enjoyed them. If there's anything you want us to um, discuss, or maybe if there's maybe I said a name wrong, which I. Will have at some point. Believe that, um, or if there's any <laughs> comics initiatives or um, small events you just want us to shout out about, um, if it's just if they're independent and helping out the scene, we love to shout about them. So there's several different ways you get in touch with us. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail Follow us on social media at the Awesome Pod. Join the Awesome Comics com- Comics Podcast. It's been a long day, and the clocks have gone back, and my brain <laughs> don't think that my brain has turned to porridge but however the slack channel and group that we have is full of amazing people who don't waffle they're just very welcoming and they want to talk about comics true. and and art yeah but there's a, there's a specific group for waffling and ranting um, <laughs> yeah there is actually. and yeah, there's yeah. different yeah. channels Quite for active art, today art sales <laughs> just continue the podcast discussion there as well it's always great to see i pop in just to have a bit of a read because it's a wonderful community of people and you are welcome if you're listening to this show and you like comics and you just want to talk about them with well, a very welcoming bunch you won't find a better place than there and uh and we can say that because we don't really have too much to do with it. It's the community that makes itself. And thank you for listening to this episode, whether it is on uh, the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a nice review. Just let us know Let us know what you think of the show. Helps get the word out about, about everything that we talk about on a weekly basis and out to a new audience, algorithms and all that. I don't know. It's witchcraft. I don't really understand it. Um, I can barely get out of bed every day so trying to figure out algorithms is a completely <laughs> different Get the fish for me but if you listen to us on any other networks like Spotify Saucy. Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife what well, other the networks are you on, Tony?
2: we're on Tony uh, Ron, have you heard of Magpie the vegan pie shop? Yes I fucking have, please stop talking about it all the fucking time. I
1: mean it's quite a long URL but if yeah, you found us on that line.
2: network uh, then thank you for listening. That's the first time I've heard of that <laughs> You haven't seen that on YouTube or Telly. No, Google right. it a minute. Have you had a v- magpie, the vegan patch up? Ah, no, fuck uh, off.
1: Is, is that is that the the voice that they? That
2: use? Is exactly the best impression you'll ever hear of that voice. Wow,
1: amazing! He's an impersonator <laughs> as well. He's, you're so talented, Tom. Mm,
2: the Mike Yarwood of the ACP. Oh my god. <laughs> he couldn't. Do you remember Mike Yarwood? He'd just go. Ah, oh, now I'm the Prime Minister, and he put a pipe in his mouth. I'm the Prime Minister. Yeah, Same voice for are. everyone. God. Yeah. God. Right, well.
1: Yeah. But when you became Green Arrow, you were a completely different person, Tony.
2: <laughs> anyway, they never—they promised to come back to us for another one, didn't they? Do you remember we haven't heard yet?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder why that is. I'm <laughs> down to, for that, man. Yeah. I was
2: meant to be an inscrutable person. Yeah. You remember, yeah. cannot screw him. Pardon? <laughs> oh, what? He's oh.
1: inscrutable. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's a good point. Saying that. Where can people find us online, etc.? Tony.
2: Neveronanything.com. Yes.
3: Dan. Uh, you can find me. You can read Vanguard at Vanguardcomic dot com, and don't forget to check out Grim Scary Tales on Kickstarter now. Do it. I've, done I've got it. to enunciate my words because I am fucking everything up.
1: Yeah, Yep. Do it. We have, and you should too. You can find me on social media at Jester Diablo and the wonderful Dave Craner. Thank you for joining us. Yes. My Cheers, friend, Dave. It's been oh, awesome, thanks, man.
4: Pardon the pun. It's my been pleasure. awesome.
1: But where can people find you and your comics?
4: Um, probably best to go to Instagram. So Glass City Comics uh, Instagram, and you can get links to my shop and all that, and my Substack and stuff, all on my bio. So, yeah, Enjoying your Glass Substack, products. man? It's
2: one of my my favourite ones. Well, yeah, I you always you. write some interesting stuff on there. Yeah. Nice. yeah,
4: yeah. I just like to write stuff. That's basically why I do. Right. Nice, <laughs> yeah, good,
1: nice. And we like to make this show because we like talking about comics, and we hope you enjoyed it. Wherever mm. you are in the world, have a brilliant Halloween. Uh, stay safe out there, wherever you are. Um, don't take candy from strangers. Um, but do indeed read some great horror comics and spooky comics. Enjoy the the final for the spooky season before everyone decides that Halloween isn't cool anymore. Uh so I know it's always cool. And we eventually start talking about Christmas. Oh, I love Christmas. I know. I, I just know. want
3: Halloween to be bigger and bigger every year. Me me well, Fireworks night, yeah.
1: Me too. Oh yeah. god. Fireworks. Don't don't get me wrong. My dog I? doesn't like exactly. fireworks. Exactly. If you've got no. pets, yeah. you hate fireworks. But we love you lovely people. I'm still
3: on my quest. Why Why, were we, why was Guy Fawkes ever considered a villain? <laughs>
4: <laughs> look, we're going to talk What's about... What's the about, Parliament, Dan? Look, let me just... Have, you just kept, like, now, have be a her- brilliant be hero, week,
1: everyone. You've the hero of Twitter. Read loads of comics. <laughs> make loads of comics. <laughs> and... Uh, from Dan, Tony, Dave, and myself. <laughs> what should they do, guys?
4: Stay awesome. Stay awesome.
1: Excited. <laughs> Bye, everyone. He's back. Bye. Thank
5: you.
0: My secret, Dan, I knew, was never gone.